Hey guys, this week we're going to talk about uh, the WWE quarterly phone call, Cody Rhodes and some more trademarks, the Carl uh, Anderson move, where he's going, Triple H talk, where he talks about trip, uh, WrestleMania going possibly two nights, um, some impact results, uh, video game talk, we talk about the 2K video game, um, we talk SmackDown, Raw, NXT, and AEW, find out what we thought was a better show this week, uh, this Wednesday, and if you want to support our podcast, make sure you hit that like, subscribe, or follow button wherever you're watching or listening to this, and uh, also check out our merch page over on Facebook, Tornado Tag Podcast. Uh, you can also follow us at Tornado Tag Podcast on Twitter, and over on Instagram at IWEP Network. Uh, hit that merch page over on Facebook, the Shop Now button, grab some cool merch. If you grab anything, make sure you take a picture of yourself in that swag and send it to us so we can we can uh, give you some love and uh, show you the thanks for supporting us all right here we go here's some no rain checks we'll see you guys next time we'll see you after the music not next time after the music i apologize Anthony with Tornado Tag Podcast. Um, short little, not short staff, but we got a, we got a, we got a stable tonight. We got a, on the phone. We got a Tyler. Yo, what's up, guys? Brian. Hello. And serious business, Andy Header. So we're going solo tonight, Andy. Hey. No tag team partner. No. And yeah, that made it. That's and right. one more person. I, I think he. Say, uh, oh, he did come back. I, I, I didn't see him tonight. rejoin. And we are joined by the Super Kicks party himself. Austin Blackman. Finally, Austin has returned to Tornado Tag Podcast. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Not much, man. Yo, Steve that video. Blackman's abandoned son. Yeah, Steve Blackman's abandoned. Yo, <laughs> Blackman's when you son. when you Steve did Blackman that, Steve Blackman is even a real person. When you, That's yeah. my uncle cousin. When you uh, when you super kicked your phone, I started crying, laughing so watching that, that video probably took me like a half hour to record because i'm not good at guitar yeah but then like oh, that boy. was com that was completely spur of the moment after that one i was like yo this would be funny because like the time before uh -huh. it had fallen off from where I, I had it positioned so i was like wait i could just do this at the end and that would be hilarious was, and i'm glad was, you enjoyed it it was perfect i was crying was laughing uh, it, it was, was really funny. when you put surprise at the end i thought your dad was gonna come out <laughs> what if your dad would have helped you super kick it that would have been funny the too Gonna give you the old hockey talk, man. Yeah, or <laughs> hits it with the guitar. <laughs> yeah, an electric guitar. Yeah. Oh my God. And then um, uh, Eddie Collins joined in on the fun. Uh, he made he made the mankind with the mankind mask on. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I got to look I at that one. That was good. really good. Yeah, you sound a little muffled, Eddie's awesome. I'm not sure exactly what you're. What's that? Is Eddie? Any better? As I say, didn't Eddie do a different? I thought he did mankind. He did the old, he did the he old did mankind. The original mankind theme. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he did another song too. No, that was Austin. Austin did, did like two or three. Did yeah, but there. Was Austin a did a medley. I mean, a couple different. Oh, there there was, been a bunch. Uh, uh, did Max do one? So there was somebody else. 
Yeah, yeah there's somebody else that did one. There's a couple people have been doing. Yeah, a whole bunch of people I, were yeah, doing it. It's been it's been awesome. So if you are, yeah, Max is called the personality. So if you are listening and you can play an instrument or sing or do whatever you want, dude, you can do a video you pretending to do the intro. I don't even care. Just let's have fun with it. Send some videos and we'll. Uh, yeah, like you remember. All right, so like. Uh, you ever see like when you were you know when you were a kid and you'd fucking put the boombox in your room and you'd put the tape or the CD in and you'd hit the music and then run out of the room and come busting through your door like you hit the ramp, entrance ramp. I'm down for that stuff too. That'd be hilarious. I'm down for all that. So whatever you want to do to help contribute to the page while you're locked up in your board, uh, film film yourself doing silly things and uh, we will definitely post it on our page. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've been really cool, man. I've been really uh, I've been blown away at some of the people who uh, who put some stuff in and. Uh, put some uh put some videos out for us um the, uh yeah so we'll get right into the news here um so ryan kick us off with uh wb had a phone call today uh their quarterly meeting they have the, their quarterly earnings call yeah some some good news for the shareholders bad news for the people that got fired to make the stock price grow up but but good <laughs> good news for the shareholders uh they they did report uh 60 year-over-year net revenue growth and uh, one of the big things was the WWE Network had a, a pretty good quarter. They have uh, right now about 1.46 million paid subscribers. Their network number peaked, obviously, over WrestleMania weekend. They had 2.1 million subscribers on April 6th because of the amount of people that signed up for WrestleMania. It's a good move. Everybody's stuck at home. Hey, let's watch WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they did. Uh, it looks like their stock is going to jump up. Uh, when the stock market opens tomorrow morning, it looks like it could jump up about $3 and, and change. Uh, some of the big news, and there's little things like how the, this is up, this is down. The uh, They said the off, they offset the loss of ticket and merchandise sales due to COVID-19 by reducing events and the, a new model for generating content. Uh, they did acknowledge raw ratings are down significantly. SmackDown is hold, holding pretty steady. That's because it's gone to a network TV, uh, a network instead of cables. That that they didn't mention that. Yeah. Um, uh, the big news, cool. yeah. The big news for a lot of us of is uh, that that is true. Yeah. The big news though is uh, no video game this year. No WWE 2K11. Yeah, I wanted to do. I wanted to. Really? Thank God. Yeah, I wanted. I want to talk about it a little bit. So because I I was doing a little bit of research on that and and. Maybe trying to find a reason why. I think we talked about in a previous episode or not cool in high school. I don't remember. But one of the things that did attribute to that game possibly being as bad as it was, it was it was it was a very rushed product. Um, yeah. A new studio yeah. took over. Well, that never helps any game. Yeah. A new studio took over very very late, and I believe the new studio from this is what I read. I don't this, don't take this for gospel. I could be completely wrong. But if I if if someone else heard the same thing I did, they can chime in. But this new studio took over with kind of the idea that they were just going to take what was already made and just kind of do what they got to do and just release it and thq was like oh no no you're not getting any of our character models you're not getting any of our anything like you know how like thq year after year will just take a little bit of a character model change it and update it a hair and like they literally had to go and do all that over again so that's kind of why some characters look the way they look because they didn't have the exact models of characters even like legends some of the legends like, like thq has these guys built game after game after game for years 2k, years. 2K, uh, 2K, I'm sorry, 2K. For, yeah yeah they've been going for years yeah 2 2k has the models and the arenas and everything kind of already done um and they just kind of build upon that for the next year and uh this the, the new developer thq kind of came in it was like oh um yeah we just got to build this from scratch and we have this de deadline to have it out by um 
the game has updated there there it isn't it definitely isn't perfect but it does play better than it did uh there your, your hair and your clothes don't go flying across the screen like they were before yeah um, right the the oh. dlc stuff for it has been fun like how you can kind of do like different cool arenas and do fun stuff like that um i mean it's definitely not perfect but if 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 they're going to take a year break and let this developer kind of take a full a full year now to kind of put out a new product and maybe change up the engine and give us something different. I'm for it. I think sometimes it's sometimes a, a year to kind of build a base model for a video game is good for, for good. I mean, look at Assassin's Creed. That game has been cookie cutter for the longest time. They took a year off where they didn't make a yearly game and that game had a huge turnaround and became really like a, a completely new game and it's been fantastic so maybe we'll get that with with video games when it comes to wrestling and i think they are so they are maybe this year there will be like a a different style where it won't be so much realism but like an arcade style wrestling game so that's kind of rumored as well too yeah people are always I'm like, all for taking a year off yeah yeah sorry and if uh if you're looking for a wrestling video game a uh, a demo beta just came out today. If you're old school and you remember like T uh, or EWR, the old uh, promotion simulator, mm -hmm. they've been doing a paid version of that now. It's called Total Extreme Wrestling. They do a new one every four or five years, and the the public beta just came out for the new one. It's it's all text based. You have to actually wait till you shouldn't buy it now. You should actually buy it if you're into that kind of thing a few months from now once people have mods because. They don't have the license for real world people, so it's all like made up wrestlers. But it is a really in depth, like booking and wrestling promoting simulator for the PC. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, for PC. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely yeah, definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, I, and I heard that, that we're kind of going back before. Like, I think THQ is looking to make two two types of wrestling video games, where one's gonna be more like um, the realism game that you're used to, like the 2K series, and then supposedly they're trying to bring back like a WWE well, All-Star game. It is 2K. There's a new publisher. THQ went out of business. About yeah, yeah, the ago. new publisher. Sorry, um, <laughs> but the new it's gonna be like it's gonna be like the simulation game, and then one like WWE All-Stars supposedly. It's gonna be more like arcadey and fun. Yeah, yeah. People like WWE All-Stars, just never really I followed like up it. on it. Oh, that was a fantastic yeah, yeah, game. That was so much it was fun. Right. It was pretty. It was pretty and then if you go way back, you had WrestleMania the arcade game. Yeah. Which is yeah. actually done by Midway, yeah, and and like wrestlers had the fatalities where like Shawn Michaels would drop the Heartbreak yeah, that, Hotel that, on that, people. I played that shit yeah. so much as a kid, but it's terrible. It's it's not uh, good. It had some of the yeah. craziest <laughs> endings too. Remember how Shawn gets gang raped into in the ring? Like if, when you beat the game, what? yeah. The, you're talking about the arcade one where you like it was like a like a Mortal Kombat style game. Yes. Yeah. When you beat I don't the game, the for them, when you beat the game, they don't show you anything, but it's like a little a, t a transcript comes up, and it kind of tells you what happens when you beat it with that character. And Shawn Michaels says he gets the crowd. She gets he gets the crowd so ravaged up that all the women from the arena bum rush the ring and all take turns on him until he like pretty much dies. <laughs> Oh my! What yeah. a way to go. Um, doink That's the, even worse. What happened when Syracuse that time? Yeah, doink the clown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, doink hey. the clown. An elephant gets loose and tramples and kills the entire audience. Bam Bam Bigelow releases <laughs> hell's hell from fi fire from hell in the audience and kills wow. the entire. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Remember Before that? Was around. Yeah, remember that um, video I shared to you guys where it was the fire pro wrestling game where Ric Flair pretty much kills yeah, everybody. Who was this? Suda Fifty One that did this thing. Yeah, and that yeah. that guy did a video on that game too, like crazy video WWE video game endings. Yeah. Well, the guy who did that for Fire Pro, he wound up doing writing for a bunch of other games. He came up with another storyline that's now DLC for the new Fire Pro, 
where you play as the son of the guy you played as is the one he did 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm in. I'm going to go re-download. I'm downloading that tonight. Did you play it yet? No, I haven't. It's like, it's a really short story and it's like 11 bucks. I'm like, I don't know about that. Oh, uh, yeah. We talk Have any of you played um, any of the Wrestling Revolution games? No. Oh, the M. Dickey games? <laughs> where you can, like, yeah, those games are fun. So I know there's this group of uh, YouTubers slash streamers uh, called New Legacy Inc. And they've been doing a career with Andrew Everett. And Andrew Everett has actually been on a lot of their recent streams along with them playing. And it's it's very funny. It's worth the watch if you're looking for something to laugh at. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll check that out. I've never I never heard of that game. I have to check it out. Me either. I've never heard of it either. Holy quarterbacks flying off the board. It's a quarterback party here. This is a great pick. Chargers, great pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then the wrestling game thing is done. Um, now we got uh, Cody Rhodes uh, is trademarking stuff again. Uh, rumor is he's trying to trademark Tornado Tag Podcast. He's trying to snatch up everything. Um, no, he's, he's a patent let troll him have by it. Cody Rhodes. He yeah. deserves it. He, <laughs> no, he's, he's tra- trademarking his name. Uh, so Cody Rhodes is trademarking Cody Rhodes. Um, yeah, thoughts? Well, that's why he's been Cody this entire time, because he doesn't have the rights to Cody Rhodes. Oh really? I mean, they they call him yep. Cody Rhodes, don't they? I think they, no, they get call him Cody. They, they, they call him Cody. Yeah. I could have I mean, sworn they the said Rhodes. The way, Rhodes. Get, the yeah, way the they'll way always get, get away with it yeah. is they can say Brandy Rhodes because she was she was called Eden Styles in WWE. Uh, so they'll say Cody and Brandy Rhodes, but it's Cody and that's Brandy Rhodes. Yeah, that's yeah. that. Yeah. Yes, that was the way around it. In ROH, they would do that, but um. Yeah, I mean, why, why not let him, like, WD's letting the trademark run out, and why wouldn't you let the guy trademark his name? I mean, come on. Yeah. What, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> Honestly, I think I was looking through WWE's alumni list. I don't think Cody's on there. Like, Cody <laughs> Cody Rhodes isn't there, but he's under there Stardust. <laughs> yeah, that's how they're, that's how they're doing. Like, I was like, well, that's they kinda... own Stardust, so, and there's there, there's no dispute for that. Yeah. So, that's probably yeah, I don't think that. Cody wants to be a Stardust thing. Point. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although in the Being the Elite video, when they showed Cody, he had a bunch of toys at his desk, and the Stardust pop was there. Yeah, there was a Stardust pop there. Yeah, which I that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, and then there was the one where he was having like an um he was having like an exorcism, and Christopher Daniels came in. And he started like speaking as Stardust. Yeah, <laughs> Stardust. That yeah, cool. that was hilarious. <laughs> um. And yeah. when he would just do WWE facts, do you know that WrestleMania looks this many people? <laughs> yes, that was the great dude. That was such a great, great skit. <laughs> um, and then, uh, anyone has anything else on the the trademark thing? I mean, we really don't have too much to dive into on that. No, yeah, like uh, he's always gone for things that he feels belongs to him or belong to his family. He uh, the match beyond, which is what they would call war games. They they like they can't get the war games thing because. MLW actually had a trademark for that, I think, and they made a deal to give it to WWE. Yeah. But, yeah, he's just trying to, like, Bash of the Beach was a big thing for that, so it's just another thing that he's been doing. Trying to snatch yeah, it this up. was one that no, no one can really argue against. Yeah, no, I don't. Like, you could, maybe you would argue against Great American Bash, but, yeah. that, I mean, no one's going to say, yeah, don't, don't give him his name. <laughs> yeah, so then uh, next little bit of news, uh, one of the guys who was let go, I guess, uh, looks like he's found a home. Not a shocker. Um, if you if you listen to our last episode when we talk about our our, our picks of where some people are going to go, um, I believe everyone had this one. So Carl Anderson looking like he's going back to New Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the machine gun is back. Yeah, yeah, the machine gun. Yeah. Changes, 
I think it makes the most amount of sense for him. It'll be interesting to see where uh, Big LG goes. I know some people thought he was kind of teasing at uh, going to Impact because he tweeted a picture of aces and eights. (laughs) (laughs) No, let's not do that again. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Gallows and Anderson back together as a team in New Japan, but I kind of want Anderson just to have a run on his own as a singles competitor. Well, maybe that's what they're going to do. Maybe, 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 uh, maybe Luke's going to take some time, hang out with his family, kind of do what he got to do, let Carl kind of build something up, and then maybe Carl's like looks like he's being outrun one day, or looks like he's being outnumbered, and then Luke pops up maybe a year later and kind of sparks something new again, but kind of give him a little time and- to solo run it. And by the time New Japan gets back, it's going to probably be around the time for the G1. So Carl Carl was always in the G1 anyway, and Luke wasn't. makes perfect sense for them to, to have Carl in the G1. He was a runner-up in the G1 one year, so yeah. that, that would fit him like yeah. a glove. Yeah, it'd be fun. Uh, I'm glad for him. I know uh, we we were talking about it before we recorded the AJ. AJ put a little thing out there saying like he was just so disappointed. He's like he's losing his best friends. Like He fought real hard for him to get there, and now they're no longer there, and he just feels like he really let them down. And even worse, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. and then he died. <laughs> and, then he, and then he died. That's probably why Luke Gallus is not going to Japan, because he's dead too. So yeah, yeah, they're both. Well, that's why Carl's going to Japan, because everybody, all his friends are dead his now. His friends are dead. Yeah, yeah, all his friends are dead. It's kind of like Marty's soul. Remember when all his friends died? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so pretty good for good on him. Um, we'll we'll just kind of dive into this one real quick. It's not it's not something we, we're going to dive into more later on the NXT belt, but I'll I'll do it here. Um, speaking of guys released, and I know it pulled in all our heartstrings. Uh, the Drake Maverick video where he cried and really got in there and said like, and all of us were kind of behind it. We're like, man, it really sucks. The guy's all about it. Um, well, remember I said in the chat the one day about how I, I watched it out of the way and they said at the end, he says, I have to win this. I'm like, well, you got released. Why would you say I have to win this? Because you're not going to work there anymore. Yeah. And, uh, you know, script it. So that's why it's like, what? what's going on here? Yeah. I, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think for me personally, this is my this is my take. If you guys agree or disagree, obviously you guys can put that out there. But to to take to take something like that, I know people were rumoring like, oh, they're going to do like the Roman Reigns like he beat cancer like they weren't going to tread on that water but like you wouldn't put it past WWE to use something that you probably shouldn't use into a storyline somehow you know what i mean i don't put anything past uh, wwe yeah but to, to to take people literally losing their jobs because of this and then turning it into some type of work or some type of angle just comes off real scummy to me real quick whoever yeah. whoever's moving around a lot you got to be careful because that that's bleeding through real heavy it's really loud Sounds like someone's doing jumping jacks over there. I was moving. Yeah, I was walking. I, I don't know. I'm not, it just it just comes off really loud on this end. Um, but, Here's the thing, Tony. They are real scummy. It's WWE. Yeah, they're, it's not, just, good it's they're not good people. They're not good people. It's just shitty. It's real shitty. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in if Drake Maverick literally is fired. And he's trying to fight back legitimately, sure. But like, if the Jake Maverick's really not fired, and then a whole bunch of people are, but they're using Drake Maverick as like a fake fired story to get him over, I I lose a little bit of respect on that aspect. Well, the one thing I read is, uh, and because there was talk too, there was a Ryan Satin who does WWE backstage, he does pro wrestling sheet. He put out a tweet on Monday saying, "Hey, there might be a." person who was just released on raw this week and it wound up not happening but at one point apparently in the script for raw sarah logan was supposed to be involved with the whole ruby riot and Liv morgan thing 
and they wound up not doing it. And I guess they're not totally divorcing themselves from the idea that they can use these people because even though they're being released, they're still being paid. And they're thinking, okay, if we're still paying them, we can still use them. So it might be a thing where it's like, well, okay, we fired you, but you still work for us as long as you're paying your downside until July. Okay. Yeah. And or, I've seen that a lot of people saying or that. Or kind of just bringing uh, them in as... probably brought back anyways. Yeah. I mean, I don't, that see, happen too. I don't see how you keep the Viking Raiders around and then fire the one guy's wife. Um, but, I hey, mean, that happened to a lot of people. It does happen. Yeah, 100%. A, a lot of people's, a lot of people's uh, like significant others got fired. Maybe not in husband-wife, but uh, Cassius Ono got fired. His girlfriend is in NXT. Zack Ryder, Ryder got fired. His girlfriend, his fiance is in NXT. Yeah. It happened to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I just I maybe they're doing something like well like listen they're on WWE TV but they're technically not employed they can and if maybe build them up a little bit so they have a better like going away part like instead of burying somebody on the way out maybe they're gonna try to change that up a little bit maybe like hey this guy sh- we're showing this guy he has something someone should snatch him up I don't know I don't I just don't put it past, I just don't think WWE would do that like build somebody up to let I, them go I I think if you're expecting WWE to treat these people right. You don't know WWE very well. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's my thing. Here's the reason I don't feel bad for Drake Maverick is because he doesn't have to agree to do this. He doesn't have to be in this tournament if he doesn't want to be anymore. He doesn't have to make a video online crying that he got released. He's choosing to do that. He's choosing to play along in the storyline. That's why I say I I lose a little bit of little bit of respect like in that aspect. If this is the way it's going down, like. Yeah, I would have been it someone. Feels very, it feels I, very worky to me. I feel like this is going to be a yeah. long run. He's going to get resigned. But like, but look at like guys like that that got fired that don't have this opportunity, and Drake Maverick does because he was willing to go on TV and piss himself. You know what I mean? Like, especially a guy yeah. like Kurt Hawkins, who like his his wife put out that statement about having a kid. On exactly. The way. Like, it really is just a bad situation, and you yeah. shouldn't be using it as a as a prop. Yeah, and it just and Drake Maverick's one of those guys that like I legit fell for that video, and I was like, you know what? Like, if he goes somewhere, I will support this dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, good good on him that he's you know willing to put his heart in his sleeve, but then to come off that it's kind of all fake for a storyline that just kind of it kind of it's uh, it's gross to me. I don't know. I just I'm don't... sure there's real uh, I'm sure there's real emotion makes... behind it, but it's just taking. Yeah. As I maybe I think we lost. Are you there, Brian? Brian, yeah, Brian's. Say that yeah, he was saying he's been deleted. Brian has been yeah, deleted. Oh no! Oh, there he is. I can hear him now. Oh, there he is. Yeah, we, we got you back. It's okay. I was just practicing my teleporting. It's okay. <laughs> well, you know what if I was gonna say? Like, if you're gonna be involved in the wrestling, you gotta teleport now. It's the rules. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to 2020, bitch. <laughs> it makes them look bad either way. Cause like, if they fire him and they bring him back in a month, like that, then they still look like assholes. Like yeah. I don't know. How about either? How about uh? You're gonna fire somebody. How about what's his name making the t-shirts on pro wrestling teams? The I got fired shirts. I I thought that was genius. Yeah, that's awesome. Amazing. He's already exactly what we said he should do. He's already in that process. Like when the indie shows come back and he starts doing indie shows and he's doing the I got fired by my shirt. I help help a dude out. I got kids. You know what I mean? Like he's already putting that. He's putting the patchwork down. (laughs) <laughs> that's what you do you don't make a video of you crying you just say well how can I make the best of this and he's making the best of it yeah I know there was well, a picture how about of- Zach, Ra- Zach Ryder had the number one shirt on pro wrestling tees really and yeah. then the Miz made a joke about it being like and you used to say that I had bad t-shirts and Zach Ryder's like really dude like you're gonna make that joke when I now I've been five years like you're gonna bring up this shit <laughs> yeah yeah real quick on this uh, NFL draft they just showed the head coach of Auburn, Auburn University 
and he had a Galaga arcade machine in his living room. That was awesome. <laughs> I'm waiting for I'm one. Try, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to make this more accessible to Andy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for the first wrestling reference to be uh, somehow dropped into the NFL draft. I'm not listening to it, so I can't tell if it's audio. Oh, oh. But we'll see if. Yeah, I can't. I'm not. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm, if, I'm sure when they bring. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna say the same thing you're gonna say when when uh, the, the Patriots and the Buccaneers come, they'll bring up Gronkowski. Yeah. That's what we're hoping. That's what I'm waiting for the first. George Kittle, because George Kittle is the biggest wrestling fan in the NFL. Well, I'm actually wearing I'm wearing a Ryan Kerrigan jersey as we speak right now, and Ryan Kerrigan, every time he sacks somebody, um, he does the Shawn Michaels pose. Yeah, he goes by HB Kerrigan. Yeah, it's awesome. The Cardinals took Isaiah Simpson. That's a great pick. I know it's off topic, but great pick for them. Yeah. So we are watching this, obviously recording this as the NFL draft's going on, and. Unfortunately for Andy, uh, he's kind of stuck. I, 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 I give two shits about it. <laughs> Andy, who's I your prediction for the next people. pick of the draft? He's like, fuck you. Yeah, who you got next going? Who you got going to Andy? No, honestly, I, I'm kind of in the same boat as Andy. Oh, you don't care about the NFL? It's not that I don't. Well, yeah, I don't care about the NFL as an organization. I like the sport of football, but like, it's I just have gotten so removed from it. Yeah. But uh, I do, I do like Washington's pick, and I'm glad you're happy for that. Yeah, I'm perfect. Hate Colin Kaepernick, isn't it? Awesome. <laughs> no, I like it's, that. A, it's a complete op. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say I like Kaepernick? Or hate Kaepernick? <laughs> I said, could you hate him? I just no, no, it's that. the opposite. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just like that also said organization like he was a hockey player. Yeah. Oh my God, you're right. Ho- hockey, hockey is definitely more Austin's uh, hockey and I'm wrestling. I'm sitting right in front of an air hockey table. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, the last bit of news here, and then we'll get into what happened this week in in wrestling. Well, this week slash last week because we always cover SmackDown because SmackDown happens tomorrow, and then we film the following week. But uh, uh for us, SmackDown storyline starts tomorrow, and then that starts our week. <laughs> um, but uh, Triple H uh, kind of said some stuff. Uh, we'll let Tyler take this one because he was the one who actually listened to it and, and wants to kind of cover that a little bit. So go ahead, Tyler. Yeah, Triple H said that he actually thinks that it's a smarter decision to have WrestleMania be a two-night event. And I, I, I agree with him. I think it, it makes a lot more sense to have four hours, two nights, totally eight hours, instead of just staying there for eight hours watching one show. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I for that. I would say even next year, yeah, I would only, add, only, I would have more NXT be, with it. I, I agree. I'd have some more NXT matches. But the only problem with it is, like, once they have live crowds to it, you kind of got to pick and choose. Like, are you going to have tickets to night one? Because, I mean, yeah, you could get tickets to both if you have enough money. But if you can only afford one, what are you going to? You go to night one, you go to night two. Is it going to go by what the main event is for both nights to determine which show you're going to pick? That's going to be the interesting thing. Yeah. It would be really interesting if, like, night one was, like, the sellout capacity crowd and then, like, night two, half the arena's empty. That's what I mean. That would be so <laughs> wild because everyone's like, fuck night two. <laughs> they got gender on there. I'm not wrestling. I'm not watching that <laughs> I thought they did it very well putting one championship on one show then the other show being the other championship and oh yeah doing totally. it it was definitely it was done very smart i don't i kind of kind of going back i know we kind of some people weren't for it were some against it there were some matches obviously that you know didn't go over with everybody but like i thought overall for a show what they were able to do with the circumstances they had i didn't mind it i thought i thought they did a decent job with wrestlemania it added ups and downs and, and you're always gonna have your certain limitations when you're empty arena just because you don't have that crowd you're feeding off of but yeah i thought they did a good job for one glaring exception they did a good job <laughs> with uh what they were offered 
You don't, you don't so like I you been... don't like people tele- teleporting. What's what's the matter with that? <laughs> I'm gonna teleport in the Bruce Pritchard's office and say enough. Enough of this shit. <laughs> I hadn't been watching a whole lot of the no crowd shows up until Mania, and then I watched Mania straight through, and I was like, I was actually really impressed with how how the stories were being portrayed, especially like the actual in ring matches and not the pre taped ones. Yeah, it was the first time I got to see it, and I was like, wow, I'm really interested in it. And like post Mania, it got me back into the product. Because like I, I feel like a lot of people were skeptical of how it would be without a crowd, and I didn't necessarily want to support the company for still continuing wrestling. But I gave in, continued to watch, and I really do like the product right now. Yeah, I think they're doing what the, the best they can. I think both shows. I'm, when I say both, I'm saying AEW and WWE. I think are doing very well with what they have. I agree. The only issue I have with AEW, and you guys know I love AEW, I love AEW to the point that I got called a, you know, an AEW stan and say how much people claim that I shut an NXT, which is not true online. But the only thing I have a problem with is it seems like only they're using the same like 10 to 12 guys. And I get with this whole thing going on, maybe a lot of people are, don't feel like wrestling, they're uncomfortable and stuff. But I'm, it's kind of getting old, like every week seeing Kenny Omega versus a jobber or seeing best friends versus a bunch of jobbers or. It just seems like the same talent over and over and over again every week. Well, here's the thing, though. I do enjoy seeing those jobbers because you have to look at it this way. Say, say for instance, Andy. Andy's our worker. Like he, he actually, he, he's our dude in the, on the show who works. Andy gets a call and says, "Hey, we're gonna fly you out to this thing because you're willing to come down here. You're gonna do a job match against Kenny Omega." You're fucking taking it. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I mean, think sure, in that aspect, sure. it's fun to see a, a, a guy who can go out there and, and kind of get like a tryout on TV to get an opportunity to to do something later. Because there's like some of those I, girls they they put having, on. Like, like for example, this week's AW, there was four matches with four different jobbers, and that's just too many. If there was like maybe two matches with like some known guys and some jobbers, that's yeah. one thing. But when you're having yeah. Luke Harper face a jobber, and then Kenny Omega's facing a jobber, and then it, this guy's facing a jobber. It, it's, like, it's almost like old NBA back in the yeah, it's yeah. all job matches, and maybe the main event has names. Yeah, that's what it was. It felt like superstars or like the old NWA show. It's yeah. exactly what it felt like to me. I yeah, saw that's, a, that's, that's fair. an argument. There's an argument between uh, Ryan Satin and Dave Meltzer about the specifically the Kenny Omega match and about how like uh, his opponent kicked out of a V trigger and and like. Ryan Satt was trying to say that Kenny Omega doesn't feel like a star anymore. And, like, he should be beating people with anything, especially a jobber, and that match shouldn't have gone on that long. But I agree with what Anthony was saying about those people don't necessarily have a job right now, and it's giving them exposure to potentially get signed somewhere. So I think it's a really cool thing that they're doing. Yeah. And it worked for one of them. It worked for Anna Jay. She she got a deal off of her uh her, her job match. Yeah. And listen, man, if I'm if I'm a guy and you're like, hey, I'm in the in the area of the undisclosed location where they're filming and I have a chance to get in the ring with him, dude, that's like there's still jobbers to this day who have a VHS tape of them on a Monday Night Raw where they went out and got a squash yeah. match against a guy. Like so I, I don't know. I kinda brings back that nostalgia for me where well, you have a chance to let a guy go out there and kinda live his glory the- for a couple minutes. The ultimate on that was uh, Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson was the guy who, he was like the main jobber for Georgia Championship Wrestling in Mid-South, and he actually would get the other guys to come in and do the enhancement stuff. He would basically pick the enhancement talent for Mid-South and UWF and a lot of these things. 
he just wrestled on Impact, 70 years old, and he was wrestling, and good. Yeah. He, he was super impressive. I shared that on, on our uh, Facebook page, because I was like, dude, at 29, I cannot do some of the shit the guy was doing. I just couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> and he, no way. Like, he was the main guy. He was like your Barry Horowitz of uh, of UWF. Yeah, that's that's sick. Um, yeah, so speaking of Impact, do you just want to jump right into that? Give us some Impact results? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I can I can jump into that here. Uh, one other thing, real quick, before before we move off to news, then uh, I know everybody, a lot of people like on the show here, uh, myself included, are DDP fans. DDP is cool. Uh, did you see he was on CNN today? I did not. No, I did see that. That was awesome. Yeah, because Georgia is reopening a lot of different things on on Friday, and one of the things they're allowing to reopen are gyms. And DDP is like, nope, we're staying closed. It's not safe. I kind of wish that DDP smart move on DDP. I wish DDP kind of gave away his uh, his app for free for this whole time. I was kind of banking on that, but it didn't happen. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a it's a business. Yeah, uh, that's the only money he's got coming in. Yeah, I know. And it'd have been cool though. I would it, it, it would have enticed me more to be not lazy as bad. <laughs> so with Impact, they they were going to have a pay per view around this time, Rebellion. But Rebellion was uh, – the pay-per-view was canceled. They did it over two nights – or two weeks. They did the first half this week, the second half next week. Some of the some of the matches that they were planning on doing didn't get a chance to go off because some people weren't coming in. Uh, Tessa Blanchard being the big one because she's the champion. She she didn't come in for the tapings. Uh, she's out of California, and they were in Nashville. Uh, so they kind of did what – they made what they could out of what they had uh, is the best way to put it. So for number one, uh, four big matches on it. The first match – Rhino, Tommy Dreamer, and Crazy Steve beat OVE, Madman Fulton, and the Chris Book. Okay, I'm, I'm telling and, you what, uh, man. I I wish Impact was somewhere like I can watch Impact more. I know, like you said, you go watch it on Twitch, but Twitch, it's not like you can just turn it on. And it it may just be a rerun from this, so you don't really know in the timeline where you are, and that that kind of bugs me. Like I want to kind of just start fresh, but once I guess it's all over, I will jump back in Impact. But like that's a promotion I want to I want to follow more. Like, but it's it's just something I can't watch because I only have live TV on Hulu. Um, but yeah. Seeing them live, man, I was really impressed. Like, I, I like a lot of their roster. I had a good, like, I had a really good time at an Impact show. Yeah, they have a fun roster, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally, totally. And the next match, uh, one of these, one of the people in this match was at the Impact show we went to. Uh, it was the Rascals, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz beating Falaba and TJP, and Triple XL, which is Larry D and AC Romero. Falaba is so much fun. He's over too, man. The crowd. Everywhere he goes, yeah. man, they eat it up. Hey, uh, yeah, they they love them. The, on the reverse side of that, I'm a huge fan of the Radicals. I love them. I think they're a great team. I was going to say, I've never heard of that Larry D guy. Who's that? I'm not sure. I know AC Romero, so I'm assuming Larry D's another really big guy. But uh, AC Romero is a big guy, probably about 400 pounds. and does planches and stuff. He did uh, yeah, stuff with MLW. Yeah, Larry D, I'm not sure. Larry D I, is a new one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't never heard of him either. He's new for me as well. And then for uh, the next match, moment of silence. Uh, Willie Mack defeated Ace Austin to win the X Division title. Good run for Ace Austin, though. Way to, way to get it to get it going there. Um, now, norm, nine times out of ten, from what I, I guess what I've been kind of seeing on Impact and what people are saying is, you start off, you get your X Division, and probably not too far after that they're probably eyeing you for a bigger a bigger a bigger move so let's hope that rings true for ace yeah. as well it all depends sometimes you're an exhibition for a while 
Yeah, it really, it just depends. But there's been plenty of people who have been X Division champion and then become world champion, you yeah. know, like Austin Aries and Chris Saban, stuff like that. I knew yeah, they were. Yeah, I know exactly. they were. Te- they were teasing at Ace Austin Tessa Blanchard for a little bit there, weren't they? Yeah, they had a little mini feud. Yep. They did it for one of their. Uh, I think they did it for one of their shows, like the one they did in Hazleton, where it was a basically a taped house show that they aired on the Impact Plus. Yeah. How so, awesome! So How fucking awesome would it be if they did a, another? They come to Hazleton again. It won't be this year, obviously, because everything going on. But they come back to Hazleton. And Ace Austin wins the heavyweight championship off te- uh, off somebody. Oh, dude, that would be awesome. I would, dude, I would mark out like crazy. That would be huge. <laughs> you wow. would have to, in that crowd. You would have to turn him babyface that night because that place would go crazy for him. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, we're uh, we're outing our own ignorance for uh, being outside of our area. Larry D apparently is a regular in the uh, the Kentucky area indie scene. He's been around for 17 years. He wrestled for IWA Mid South. Uh, he run he runs a promotion called Primetime Wrestling out of Kentucky. That was quick. So he he's been around for a while. Never heard of him. You never heard of him, but good for him for being on Impact. Yeah, 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 yeah. good on him. Hey, if he's making money and getting out, get his name out there. Good for him. And then the main event, or actually, there were five matches on this. Uh, I don't think I don't know if this is her Impact debut, but it's I guess her big match debut. Kylie Ray beat Kira Hogan. Wow. Yeah. Has anything the- come out about why? Like she never yeah. signed with AEW. Well, she Nothing was signed. Confirmed. She was Nothing signed. Nothing confirmed. She? Yeah, the the all, she was, and then she quit. Yeah, she was, she was released. the only person who's quit so far. Yeah. yeah, there was the rumors that she get along with Brandy, but I, I don't. Yep, that's the only rumor I've heard. Is she didn't get along with Brandy, so that's uh, the only thing. You I've sound heard. a little far away, yeah. Andy. Really? I yeah. don't know. That's better I have now. My headphone. I don't have a mic. So. That's good now. That was much better. When you said the first thing, it sounded like you were like. You had to take your phone like further away, but it sounded good the second time. I don't know. It's just weird connection. I'm just trying to let people know like if, if there's something they can adjust on the fly. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's the uh, built-in microphone and the headphones. Yeah, no, that like, sounds yeah. what you're what you're saying now sounds really really good. Yeah, it's, my, it's just that. It's, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to come off as like the audio Nazi, but I'm just trying to like let people know on the fly instead of kind of letting it. Like I I know like sometimes technical difficulties happen, so I'm like I let it go a couple of bit. But if like if we can make a on the fly adjustment, I just try to do it. <laughs> We get it. You're a Nazi, Tony. I am. I'm a Nazi. <laughs> no, I'm just. I just. Hell Hydra. Hell just, Hydra. Just trying to help people out. Uh, yeah. Um, Damn. Why am I a part of this podcast? Again? <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. But I'm sorry. So the good Brian. And then the final match uh, for this first night, week one, night one of uh, the uh, Impact Rebellion, Ken Shamrock beat Sammy Callahan in an unsanctioned match when Callahan passed out in the ankle lock instead of tapping out. Wow. Ken Shamrock still looks amazing. <laughs> how I don't know how, but he looks insane. You don't know how. You never heard of steroids. I know, but you still have. You could take them. But you still have to do stuff. <laughs> no, you can't I just, know. You, just have to work out, <laughs> you can't. You can't just like it, it's like when girls go get surgery to get their like stomachs done and their butts and their belly and like. Well, that's all fake. I'm like, nah. That you don't just do it and you go home back and you go back to home and do nothing. You just, you have to maintain it. So totally, I mean, yeah, you yeah. definitely you still got to hit the gym. You can't just take it and sit on your couch. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely, uh, yeah. He, I mean, regardless of what he's taking, um, that age to to look the way he looks is good. Good on him. Oh, trust me, I'm not judging him because when I hit forty, I'm gonna start popping as much steroids as humanly possible. <laughs> I'm gonna start next week. I think I'm gonna. I, <laughs> Hell yeah! I don't need my nuts anymore. So if they shrink up and disappear, I don't care. You know, so like right, exactly. All dick, no balls. That's what I'm going for. I'm going for that look. 
Next Listen, week, Tony's just like really aggressive for no around. reason. Yeah, I'm gonna turn yeah, it. I'm, I'm gonna turn into. Uh, no yeah, I'm gonna turn into Jinder Mahal. You're gonna see me. I'm gonna be huge. Ooh, uh, I'm gonna be covered in back pimples, and uh, it's gonna be great. Giant fat nipples. Huge. And, and if someone says, "How did you do that?" You say, "I just worked out." Yeah, a huge. Like, like, like when the people put those suction cup on their nipples, just like those. <laughs> Lactating nipples. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing, dude. I'm gonna look so good. And listen, that's not a knock against gender. I'm a gender fan. I'm glad you did what you did. All right, just keep doing what you're doing. All righty. Gender is proof. If you get released from the WWE, just take a bunch of steroids, work out real hard, and wait by the phone. Vince will be fine. Yeah, there's not a guy who's world champion right now that possibly did that too. (laughs) Hopefully, it happens to all the members of 3MB. We already said uh, he he's he's already in the juice. He's gonna get some tattoos. He's juicing right now. He's (laughs) gonna get a bunch of tattoos. What if what if he does the complete opposite and gets tiny? What if he lets himself go? Yeah, and gets fat and comes back. Completely out of shape and then wins the title. Yeah, like like Ke- amazing. Comes back like Kevin Owens. Yeah, and it's like a whole like joke. He keeps on winning like fluke things. Doesn't necessarily <laughs> deserve to have the title shot and still somehow does it. Yeah, that'd be great. And that's not a knock against Kevin Owens. I love Kevin Owens because he doesn't look like your traditional wrestler, but he's fantastic when he steps in between the ropes. No, it'd be well, great if he just came back looking like Dusty Rhodes and yeah. just hitting, hitting everybody with elbows. Just his nephew to Cody. Just have him, you can paint a little blotch on his stomach. It'll be great. Yeah, that's apparently one of the Vince things, though, is he has a hard time getting over people's appearances. So if you're a little overweight, he's like, Cory, you can't have this fat ass be world champion. I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cosmetic business, pal. Christian, you can't have that face. Yeah. Out of blue Christian. Christian, can you business. fix that face? And we'll, we'll talk. Um, all right. So, God damn it, Christian. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. So, uh, so uh, that game I mentioned earlier, uh, Total Extreme Wrestling 2020. Uh, one of the things is you have your, you you're, you work as the booker or the booker and owner of a promotion, and one of the things you do is you can talk to your workers and be like, "Hey, would you want to you know trim down and maybe gain some speed? Do you want to try to like uh, go up a weight class, go down a weight class?" And and one of the things you can actually tell people is, have you ever considered steroids? <laughs> well, in the eighties. On the next episode of You're in Court. <laughs> Dude, that would be my entire roster. I would be I'd send out a memo to everybody, be like, listen, I'm not telling you to do steroids, but I'm just saying there is a thing called steroids. Yeah, I'm not telling you to do steroids, but you see the guy who holds the belt? He's killing it in steroids. <laughs> I, I can't imagine somebody I can't imagine though somebody like Drake Maverick on the gas because just watching NXT this week, he's so tiny. Like he's yeah. in there with yeah. Jake Atlas and he's making Jake Atlas look like Mason Ryan. And yeah, it's like where is it? there's a call. There's a callback. <laughs> here's a guy that didn't know Mason right Ryan he was an American. Here's here's Eddie a guy well looked so weird. Yeah. When, before he passed away, he was so jacked and I was like, holy shit. I actually just watched a guy on, on NXT who I feel if like he's not too far away from it, but if he tones up a little more, puts a little, and he's still super super young. So this is not a knock saying he's really really skinny. I just think if he keeps doing what he's doing and keeps working out and keep puts a, just a little bit of muscle on or a little puts a little bit of weight on, Drew Adams could look like Jack Gallagher. I don't know about that. One. Yeah, I don't know. I, what he's tall. About. Like Drew Adams is taller. If he puts a little weight on, he would be that same fit and same same demeanor. Like he can be that person. That kid's what? The kid's 19, 20 years old. Like he's still not developed so he get, yet. He, yeah, he can get bigger, yeah. but yeah, that's kind Jack of a, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, Jack Kelleher is what? Is 205? Probably, yeah, probably, at the, probably, at the probably, most. Probably, one, yeah. probably 185. You know, he's in that area. Yeah, it's not like Jack Gallagher is. Yeah, it's not like uh, he's like Batista. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a realistic thing. I mean, he would have to. He would really have to bulk up because he probably weighs probably. Like, I would say at least one forty-five now. So he had to put at least. Uh, yeah, he's skin and bones. Right I now. wouldn't say that. <laughs> I'm giving him a little bit of credit, but I, 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 I was watching. No, I have nothing against him. Yeah, I, I was watching Jack Gallagher, and I was. Yeah, I was watching Jack Gallagher, and I was like, that could be Drew Adams. Like, I think that match though is like. That match was like, oh, capes are making a comeback in wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> he should have just teleported the drink. Not everybody can uh not everybody that wears a cape can teleport though. We not should everybody make, has to teleport. We should we should make a t shirt that just says fucking teleporting <laughs> or just some type of teleporting t shirt. <laughs> because it, it has to be wrestling. Twenty twenty teleportation. Yeah, it actually happened on being the elite this week too, right? I think it's going to yep. win best move in the Observer Awards, teleporting. <laughs> teleporting. <laughs> if you can't teleport in 2020, you're a bitch. Yeah. You thought you can leg drop it and is- do elbow drops. You can't do shit if you can't teleport. There's going to be some money in the back. You're whack. Yeah. All righty. Uh, so SmackDown. Uh, Brian, let's, let's, let's kick us off with some SmackDown stuff. So with SmackDown, we opened with a moment of bliss with the Universal Champion Braun Strowman. And real, real quick, here, here, if you guys say, throw back to the mix max challenge, yeah. Here's here. Let's let's do something real quick. If you're not, oh, yeah, team little big. If you're not speaking at the time, like just uh, on the chat thing, just hit your mute button. That might help out a little bit of the background noise. We have a mute button. Yeah, it's 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 uh right on your, on your on your main. It's screen. just the microphone. Yeah, you the tap mi- the microphone. Yeah. Oh, it does not hang up. No, as long as you hit the red Hang button. Up button hangs up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. See now, I see that. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Brian. Teaching technology with your ground. <laughs> so, the big thing here is there is a gift for Bray Wyatt from Bray Wyatt in the corner, uh, but Braun assumes it's from Alexa Bliss because of Team Little Big, the big mixed match challenge, and Braun opens the gift and pulls out the old black sheep mask from when he was in the Wyatt family. Yeah, and um, then they put an old picture of Braun on the Titan Tron. I'm uh I'm excited for this story. Um, let's do a little fantasy booking here. We'll 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 start with Tyler. I know Tyler likes to do that. That's like his thing on the pages. Tyler's take. So we'll we'll go Tyler's take here. My take is is that I think Braun should squash Bray in like two minutes. I'm on the back. I don't know Just about this two minute match. One more but... time because I want Bray to feel that he has no options left and he snaps and that's when the fiend starts really coming after Braun. Because I think they should build the fiend versus Braun at SummerSlam. I think we need to build this for a couple months. I actually think it's a little bit too quick to have Bray and Braun, but long as it's actually Braun versus Bray and not Braun versus the Fiend yet. I'm yeah, cool it. it cannot be the Fiend. If the Fiend goes out, no, it can't be the fiend if the yet. Fiend goes out and squashes Braun, boo, because Braun, you know, this guy should have had this title two years ago and never got a chance but i right, i can exactly. i can get behind him with bray but i feel like he can't like he can beat up bray but the whole time bray is just kind of laughing and laughing and laughing and then he finally like gets one over on him but i don't know if a quick two minute match would be the fan the internet would explode the only reason i want to squash him is because i because it's not only it's gonna be the main event i'm sure seth versus will probably be the main event of money in the bank or the money in the bank ladder match itself you know it's like ridiculous this year doing some bullshit about starting on the first floor and whatever the crap they're doing. But uh, I would just have it be a squash match because... Oh, I now it's bullshit. 
<laughs> I mean, listen, I used to love the regular Money in the Bank. I love a ladder match. I'm all for it. But not when you're – now you're working on three levels of shit. Now it's like a little complicated. Yeah, how many floors is, is the WWE headquarters? 98. Uh, a lot. It's a big building. Yeah, which is like they start at the beginning and they have to brawl the way up. You want you want to see some wacky stuff. And is the girls match like that too? Yes, yeah. I believe so. I believe both are. Yeah. Oh boy. Someone just fights. I mean, wins, I, someone just wins the elevator and just goes all the way up, and the match is over. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm super into this Braun Strowman Bray Wyatt feud. I know I uh, sent something into into the chat a couple days ago explaining every little intricate part that I loved about it, but just like the fact that they're obviously in the Wyatt family together. The fact that they've kind of had similar like starts and stops to their momentum of both injury and popularity. The fact that like Bray's first title reign, he won in, at uh, Elimination Chamber, and then it was off of him before even defending the title. It would be very similar to what would happen with Strowman if Bray were to beat him. And then like the idea that Goldberg was able to beat The Fiend because Goldberg didn't let him in. And that, like, Goldberg's just a meathead and couldn't really, like, do anything. We're just going to pretend that didn't happen. So, no, 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 no. I think it's completely canon. And I think Braun, the only way you can beat The Fiend is by not letting him in and believing in your strengths. I think we saw a bit of that with Daniel Bryan's match with Bray. Once he started doing the yes chant, that's when he finally started getting offense against Bray. So I think... I think Bray should honestly win the title back because he's already got into Strowman's mind and then have Strowman long-term figure it out as Bray continues to beat people and then give Strowman a proper title win and it gives Bray a proper title reign. I'm For long-term, I'm all for breaking the title off. I'm like, I would love for the scene to beat Braun in SummerSlam and win the belt back. My whole thing is with this, it seems like Bray can only change people if they've had a gimmick that was different in the past. Like Finn Balor was a heel before he was a face in WWE, so he went back to his old self. The Miz went back to his old self and was a heel again. Daniel Bryan went back to his old self and became a face again. Goldberg has always been the same, so the Fiend had no control over him because Goldberg's always just been Goldberg. And Braun's always kind of just been Braun, unless you count the very beginning of the Wyatt family, which they might do and just say he might go back to being just Bray's muscle which i could see them turning him into for a little bit i think it'd be the wrong choice like it's pretty happening but it's a muscle man dance you did the muscle man dance Braun. you went from big belly to fucking six-pack abs <laughs> <laughs> see, i think if, if they have bray win the title back again i think it's it's over for Braun in the world title picture for a little bit if i just forget about him again well, then, Ed, I think that gives him time to build himself back up as a monster. Because, like, the IC title reign was kind of nothing. Like, they won it, and then it, Yeah, exactly. So, I think they need to take the time to build him back up. Maybe not even as a face, but as a heel for a while. Have him kind of lose his mind to an extent. Eh? Like, can you, can you And think- then, like... Can you think... Like, when you look historically on title holders that are big, that are big guys... So a lot of those big top big guy title runs don't generate a lot. Of, like what they say, when how how did you earn as a champion? When in WWE historically, the big guy when he gets a title doesn't necessarily do very well as a money champion. Nope, I, cause, never. Because fans are kind of like well, what? over it. You know what I mean? They're like, ah, nope. uh, it doesn't do it for me. I mean, Brock works in in the opposite way. Is that people want to see the belt off of him? Yeah. Brock Brock is historically, I would say, breaks that mold. But then again, Brock, I think, plays it perfectly because the less you see him, 
the more pisses you off and the more kind of draws it makes it more of a big event when he's there um mm-hmm. once again you don't need a belt on him to, to still have that earning um that's what drives me crazy about Brock being champion all the time. He doesn't need the belt to be important. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right, what else, What happened next on SmackDown? Next, you had a little bit of an upset here. Sasha Banks losing to Tamina after a oh. little brawl outside with Bailey and Lacey Evans. And with the win, Tamina will get a future shot at the women's title. Oh, yeah. it wasn't from running the bank? Like, take no, I don't it? think it was a qualifier. I think it was a... Uh, I thought it was a qualifier. Out. Yeah. No, oh, was it? Bailey is going to face Tamina for the title at Money in the Bank. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, dude, Tamina, has, Tamina has a real good chance at that. Yeah. She, she's yeah, probably going to win a give for two years. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it just, it's just showing that Lacey Evans still has a presence in, in the title picture. That's pretty much all that match did. <laughs> um, yeah. I think Lacey might win the, uh, the briefcase, actually. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, it's either going to be Lacey or it's going to be Sasha. Those are the only two I could see it really. Sasha would definitely be. Sasha would be, Sasha would be interesting because you're just like, oh, when is she going to turn her back? She has the case, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think on SmackDown, uh, the only uh, person that's definitely in right now, and, and we'll get to it later, is Dana Brooke. Okay. Good for her. That well, is, she ain't Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of like her, but she ain't winning. I like that she's doing the Batista bomb now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She got that Batista dick and now she got his move. Yeah. yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> She's like rogue. Every time John Morrison sees that in the back, he just sheds a small tear. Yeah. When she was with Morrison, she was really athletic, and then she started dating the heavyweight, uh, the bodybuilder. Then she became a bodybuilder, and now she's date, she's she's messing around Batista, and then she's taking his moves. No, he no. it's because uh, Morrison was Melina. with Melina, and Melina cheated on Morrison with Batista. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, next up. Uh, well, the next up chronologically would have been the uh, squash match. Sheamus beat Denzel Desjardins. I thought Denzel Desjardins, like, he didn't do anything really here, but he has a look. He, I, I read up on him. He's a, he's got a legit background. He was a, uh, he fin- I think he finished eighth in the NCAA wrestling championships. Mm. Real, but here he just real quick. He, he was there to eat a bro cake. Yeah. Um. The yeah. All this match really did was set up Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy because after the match, Sheamus flipped out on Michael Cole. Because Michael Cole was right away trying to talk about Jeff Hardy's return. Yeah. And mm-hmm. started yelling. I'm like, what do you always bring up Jeff Hardy for? No one cares. Well, I just return. No one cares about me. And everyone talks about Jeff Hardy. And I was like, all right, I can deal with that feud. Yeah. I yeah. have not seen Sheamus since he came back. He, he looks good. He's really slimmed down. But the uh, the <laughs> Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders took the uh, the fastest wide receiver with the best 40. <laughs> Shocker, right? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders? Yeah, they moved That's to Vegas. Yeah, they moved to Vegas. Yeah, oh, when did that happen? Al, Dav- Al Davis, first year, Al-, the first year Al Davis is very happy in his grave right now. They're like, "You took the fastest player in the draft." All right, <laughs> all righty. Um, yep. Uh, next up, next was another Jeff Hardy retrospective. Uh, the fall, uh, yeah. just going over like his struggles and demons and everything. Yeah. And then uh, they they did go on to that Money in the Bank qualifying match I was talking about, and I really liked this match. I enjoyed yeah. the hell of this match. Dana Brooke beat Naomi. Yeah, I thought it was a fun match. And then uh, from there, you had the segment where Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville clear the air. And they're trying to build it up. They almost teased what, like, I guess Sonya pitched, where they almost teased that you're going to get this revelation that uh, she had. She was, like, holding a candle for Mandy. And she, like, she didn't want Ot- Otis to have her because she wanted her. 
but no, she was like, I was sick of being in your shadow, essentially, was where uh, where she went with this. And then Yeah, it took a lame term. I wish they, they were going the obvious route and yeah. that she wanted her, because that would have been a way better storyline. I hate the fact that I... Just cause, like, ooh, you know? I hate the fact that I knew this was coming because of my wife being obsessed with Total Divas, but the very last season of Total Divas, every single time she would get mad at Natalia or somebody, it's every time they talk about Mandy, they would say, like, Mandy's this, Mandy's that, and they wouldn't even bring her up, and she'd be like, why does no one ever give me credit? Why am I always someone's back burner? So I was like, oh, is this what they're going to do here? Is that how they break them up? She's sick of being not talked about, which, yeah, yeah. And, and the girl that was writing the storyline, they fired. So. Listen, and, and, here's yeah. a, and here's the thing. If you're gonna pull, if you want to do the whole lesbian angle, right? Because that's something she wanted to do. Um, they the, both want to do it. Yeah. The best way to do it would be get your girlfriend away from the nice guy who may be ugly and fat and make exactly. you know, and send him with the playboy who's definitely gonna break her heart. So then yes, she that's, turns that's into being into girl. <laughs> like I'm over men. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It like, made sense. That's why it sucks. They want with the generic. Oh well, I'm targeting your shadow bullshit. It's like they yeah. do that with every character. But but here's the thing too. Wrestling. People would have been mad saying that you can't turn someone straight just because a guy fucked you over, and that would have been all in the headlines. Like WWE thinks what? this is How the way. How many girls have gone through that in college? <laughs> yeah. Listen, I've 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 heart I've had my heart broken tons of times by girls. I never one time went, you know what, Tyler, let's go for a walk, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just not how it works. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying that it, it happens all the time. I'm saying it could happen. Yeah, that's that's not the way. That's not the way it works. You don't. I'm I'm very very again. I'm very for the movement that you can't choose. To, uh, to you don't choose to be gay. I think it's to see there's something you are or something you're not. <laughs> like I don't know. Unless you was bi though, which man could very easily be bi. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's yeah. The story uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't see them ever doing a gay or bi storyline just because they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> and, they would. They would get. They would flood well, it up so bad. They just tried with Lana and uh, yeah, Liz, they, and they blew up. They, yeah. they, they haven't even let. Um, they haven't even let Jake Atlas wrestle in his rainbow tights yet. So like, I know that was so. When I see on NXT, that was so stupid. Apparently, they've been doing like a, a well, segment what? where he keeps saying that he's got a big secret to reveal. Which, like, if they want to showcase his wrestling before they showcase like him, I guess that's cool. So that way, people can't like judge him one way or another. But like, let him do what he wants. And also, like, what it's, it's twenty twenty. Big secret, like, hey, I'm gay. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Like, it should just be a normal thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting a drink, so go ahead to the next topic. Uh, the, some feedback there. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, we had uh, the Money in the Bank qualifier. Talk about an all-star team here. Daniel Bryan beat Cesaro to qualify for the Money in the Bank match. Oh man, how was that one? Uh, very good. Very good. It was very good. I can imagine. There's two great guys right there. It, it stinks up. The only thing I didn't like is they go right into the uh, very beginning of the match where they're fighting on the outside a little bit, and it immediately cuts to that the truth thing with the hacker. Probably now they're saying it might be Ali and Gable. Who knows? Yeah, I hope not. I hope it just. Oh, well, please give Gable I, a gimmick. Uh, no, I'd be all for if it were like Mustafa, Gable, and then maybe like a heavy of some sort that people have bought in Mustafa. <laughs> people have bought in Bar Sullivan. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like people buying into Mustafa's truths. Let let's keep let's keep Lars Sullivan off the internet. Lars Sullivan's like, if I join this team, you can erase my gay porn, right? So like, I don't think so, bro. That's out yeah. there. Yeah, you can erase all my posts on bodybuilding.com, right? My yeah, racist yeah. posts. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't think the gay that porn is me. his problem. I think it's his his uh 
his his saying how much he hates gay people then then having gay porn out is uh is a problem <laughs> yeah gay, gay and racist post yeah, <laughs> yeah they, that's a guy that they should have he should if you're gonna pick a side bro pick a side and mean it yeah like yeah. like I, I don't care what you do in your personal life and if you want to videotape doing it and if you had to if that's what you're into then be for it but yeah and you're like i hate these types of people and you're like well, wait a second <laughs> when you needed money <laughs> Uh, yeah, this video says otherwise. Maybe I just that whole I mean, that whole choosing to be gay thing just went out the window just in one segment. Uh. <laughs> exactly, Tony. <laughs> oh man, I just contradicted myself. <laughs> yep. I'm jo I'm clearly joking, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Next topic, so, so, we don't gotta, so we don't get yeah. ourselves canceled. <laughs> go ahead. I'm gonna try to uh, get us out of this hole that Tony's digging now. Yeah. And so, <laughs> Thank you. Backstage, <laughs> I'm gonna try to teleport out of this hole. I feel like What's AJ. Out? I feel like AJ right now. My arm's sticking up out of the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of AJ, didn't he used to have comments about that? He, the gay yeah, community. Yeah, yes, he did. Okay, so uh, I was actually at the one show, and it's uh, in ROH when it, if Matt Seidel was looking for a tag partner. And then uh, he, they was like kind of feuding with AJ Styles, and I forget who they beat. And then AJ's like, Matt Seidel, I have a proposal for you. And he's like, whoa, 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 not that kind. He's like, I'm not going to them or something. Like, oh, my God, they posted a line. Right? Like, he's going from the south. I don't mean that kind. AJ yeah, Allen Jones like, don't roll that way, buddy. I mean, yeah, this was 2005 or six or seven maybe, but like still, it's like, yeah, AJ, now, come on now. There's this, no, there's this thing from uh, – he did an interview on Dave Melcher's old radio show. And somebody called in and asked him, "What do you think about the uh, your your status as a, a little bit of an icon within the gay community?" And he just goes, "The gay community, <laughs> dude. All you have to listen to the clip. If you've never heard the clip, it's not even like being like hateful or anything. It's just hilarious to hear the way AJ says the gay community. It's so funny. Dude. It's hilarious. Someone's vibrating. <laughs> that was, oh, that was. Can you hear that? The one? gay. Yeah. The my, gay community." <laughs> Yeah, anytime like you, anytime someone shuffles papers or shuffles the phone or shuffles a microphone, it all comes through. No. Okay. You mute? No, yeah, I guess I wouldn't yeah. know when the text is coming. So. Yeah, I would just turn your vibration off. I would just not use your vibrator during this right now. Yeah. Yeah, turn your vibrators off. Um, the Dana Brooke match. Some of us have needs, Tony. The, the Dana Brooke match is over. Um, we, there's no other need to, to talk about that, uh, to, to use that anymore. And transition. <laughs> I'm just saying I like Dana Brooke. Um, <laughs> That's how we know which Tony would use his vibrator. <laughs> yep, Dana Brooke. She could be decent upon me. Oh, boy. Um, all right. Is the SmackDown over yet? What's going on here? <laughs> no, but a, a, few, a few more things. I'm sure one of them is something Tyler's going to want to – I'm sure one of these things is something Tyler's going to want to uh, chime in on here. But first, I'm so excited. Had, um, I'm, I'm just as excited for the like, SmackDown recap as I was watching it. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I, my God. you had you had Baron Corbin attack Elias in the back. And then you had a triple threat match where Big E defeated the Miz and Jey Uso. And because of that, the New Day are once again the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. This match, I contemplate, real quick I before, before never watching WWE ever again. Before Tyler... Commit, hey, commit suicide on, on, on podcast. Um, this match was clearly throwing them a bone, saying that these three guys got a WrestleMania moment, and we'll give you guys a moment to do your thing on SmackDown. Maybe not in the same light because WrestleMania and SmackDown are two different things. But uh, that that that's all I seen with this match. This is them throwing them a bone. 
I think the new thing is, hey, wh- why should we uh, have tag team matches? We don't have to. Let's just defend the tag belt titles. And <laughs> I mean, I feel like every time we get close to an actual story with the new day, something happens, and it's either an injury from one of them or like the Kofi Mania thing. Something always happens before we can get an actual storyline with the new day. Here's the Some... issue: every time WWE takes a step forward with the tag team division, they take like ten giant leaps back every they, single time. They punt on that first. Is accurate. They they punt on second and two. <laughs> They're just and they punt it in the other direction. They're just like, yeah, we're scrapping this. I just, I, I literally couldn't believe it. When they when they announced the match, I was like, oh, God, they're going to do this bullshit again. And then when the title change happened, I literally had to control myself from not smashing my television. I was like, do not break your television over this. Yeah. It how made me so mad. Yeah. I, I, do you think this was like a, a punishment for uh, for The Miz to kind of, for showing up kind of sick? I honestly do. I, I do think it was some kind of like shot of Miz or him showing up with a fever, which I honestly don't know how that's his fault if he didn't feel sick. Yeah. Oh, it's Vince logic, so that, that's how you explain that. Yeah, so obviously you have to win the window. He coughed yeah. around me. <laughs> he coughed. He caused his Roman Reigns to miss WrestleMania. It's like, God yeah. damn. Can't and, say and that was, word. Yeah, you can't, can't talk Roman Reigns anymore. Yeah. yeah, apparently Vince is, yeah, that's a no-go now. So he's a little mad at Roman. Can you imagine if his contract was coming up? Then he wouldn't be mad at him. Yeah. Well, he just signed a new one, so he could be mad all he wants. Yeah, yeah. The rumor is how they're going to talk about Christopher How dare Roman take about, his uh, title shot and shove it up someone's ass? <laughs> All right, you can talk what about Chris, but you can't talk about Roman still. That's still on the top of the table. God damn it, I have to put the title on bronze. <laughs> Something you, I never want to do. He's 0-8 for a reason, god damn it. You and your goddamn leukemia ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, Raw. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Raw opened with uh, the new champion there, Drew McIntyre, who uh, just went over the attack with Seth Rollins and the uh, Zelina Vega stable faction, they say, interrupted there. And it basically set up a match later on where we're going to get Angel Garza and and Drew McIntyre. And then we go right from there to a Money in the Bank qualifier where Aleister Black beat Austin Theory to qualify for the match. Very impressed with Austin Theory. Obviously, he's in there with a really good guy, but I think this was his best match in WWE. Yeah. Real quick, though, um, how how excited are we for this Drew McIntyre title run, uh, title run so far? Like, are you are you chomping? Yeah, not, are, not you much. Ch- are you chomping at the bit for Monday's Monday at Raw to see what Drew McIntyre does as no. champion? See, I'm a Drew McIntyre <laughs> fan, so I am, but I just feel unfortunate that it doesn't seem like there's a lot of I mean, points for him right now. Exactly, me, that's the problem. For me, I'm super into it, especially like within the last couple seconds of Raw, which like we'll get to. But now that I'm here, uh, I'm gonna talk about it, I guess. Yeah. When so after the match, when like he we'll, we'll, he we'll come back to it. Let's claim let, more. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, that's let's fine. come back to that. Sorry. I wanna... Yeah, I, I think I think Drew's doing everything right. You just you need a you need a, a foil. You need a you need a bad guy. You yeah. need you need the opposition, and he doesn't have it. Yeah, I, I said when he won the title, I'm like, man, I'm really happy for him. I'm excited for it. But man, I just I'm afraid they're not going to know how to book him as champion, or they're not going to know how to handle him as champion. Yeah, just have a challenger and not a guy who just lost clean at WrestleMania. Like have it, and not a guy who's been in the main event for so long. Have a I don't know who it is, but they should have had a challenger ready for him. That's that's their even job to think that up. Like I said, yeah. Even if it would have been Andrade, who's been United States champion for a while, and they could have just played off like, listen, I don't want this belt no more. I want the big one. I've already beaten you for a world title, so I'll beat you for this one. It would have made so much more sense. Yeah. Yeah, and they did that, and then they threw the match away on Raw. 
Yep, which was, and then the next week just had him beat up, beat him up, Andre, Andrade again. It's just like two weeks in a row he just squashed them. It's like, man, we're throwing away a perfectly fine dude right here. See, I don't, I disagree. I don't think there's a throwaway here. I think there's something, which might be just me being overconfident and like over hopeful about it, but I think that end flurry showed something, and it showed that Drew is like they're pushing the story for him right now that he's overcoming the odds. He overcame the odds at the Rumble. He overcame the odds of just coming back to WWE. And then in that flurry, he's overcoming the odds of a lot of people at once, like Theory, Garza, and Andrade. Yeah. And at that very but last the dude moment, is Andrade huge. was all alone with the Andrade was all alone with the title and it showed that Drew didn't have his eyes on the title. And I think that's a, a hint into what might eventually take the title off of drew is that he's just going to have too much to deal with and he's going to lose it and it's going to be a, a result of him not paying attention to it because he's starting to get overconfident too yeah i don't well, know it yeah, might just be yeah. me looking too far uh, into yeah. it but it could be one of those things because you know we're all we all have the book in our heads yeah we have we, we overbook and actually and think storylines and it's just, yeah. and it seems like wwe is just like how do we uh yeah. Let's just throw yeah. ideas into a fishbowl and see what comes out. Like, yeah, I like I like everything you're saying, Austin, but I don't trust WWE to do subtle well. Yeah. Oh no, that's fair. I I'm absolutely okay with that. And I'm what's what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen is a, like Money in the Bank or SummerSlam. Steph Rollins gonna curb stomp him one time, and he's gonna win the belt clean. <laughs> that's what probably what's gonna happen. I I think you might get a uh, I think you might get an Alistair Black heel turn. I think that might be how he loses that's the belt. Ex- Brian, you 110 have read my mind. I think Alistair Black is winning the money in the bank. He's going to stay face for a while, but Zelina is going to keep feuding with Drew, and eventually, once Zelina's groupies beat down Drew, Black will come out, cash in, and then kiss Zelina, and they'll reveal that they're a married couple on TV, and he will be like the leader of her group. And I think oh. Black will be the stable. Oh, I love that. I, I love that so much. I love the feeling. The only thing I don't like about that is they kind of clash with, uh, he's like, you know, dark brooding guy. And yeah. yeah, I don't know if I would do that. They don't I don't... mix well. I don't know if I would put them Listen, on on screen together, even just because they're married. But just, I just think have you're her black heel. Just have her keep dressing as uh, Aaliyah in Queen of the Damned and come out to, with Andrade like that every week. I'm in. <laughs> come not with Andrade. Come out with Alistair like that every week. I'm in. All I'm saying is a stable of Black, Andrade, Garza, and Theory. That's four of the most talented guys I've ever seen in one stable. That'd be amazing. Tyler, you have absolutely sold me on this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I do see Alistair winning the Money in the Bank, though. Because who else really is going to win? Here's the thing. The more I see a black, and and everyone's like, oh, he could be the next Undertaker. He could be the next Undertaker. He could be the next the, that next presence. Man, you see him come down, and he comes up like a coffin, and you hear that entrance music, and it's just like, it seems like the, what they're trying to put out as him isn't what, it's like not fully clicking for me yet. I, I, I like him as a talent. I love watching him in the ring, but like, what he puts on in the ring, and then what he tries to like—they're trying to make him this other thing, like this—I don't know. It just—it's it, all the pieces aren't there for me yet. So like, I love his music, I love his entrance, I love all of it. But then it's like it just like he has a devil on his back, and they try to do this like supernatural devil thing, and it's just like I don't know. 
the promos take away a lot. He should be a guy that you never talk or very rarely talk. And NXT was like that. It was, it was perfect. Yeah. Well, that's I why Lena be perfect for him. It was Lena did a lot of talking for Black, and he still did very little talking. It was very intimidating. I think it works great. And mm -hmm. I th think it's that clash of styles that makes it even more intriguing. The fact that Theory and Garza specifically are very arrogant, cocky, and talk a lot in the ring. Alistair can just be that guy who doesn't have to talk because the rest of the group does it. Yeah. But Gar it's Garza is together. It's kind of like. Garza's that guy who, as soon as he lets loose, he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be so yeah. unstoppable. Like, 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 what would they talk about? Like, I don't think uh, proud, proud, and powerful fit in inner circle still. Like, I, I just I don't know. Some of the times when you're too different, it's like them guys would never hang out. Why are they together? <laughs> it, it, the the inner circle to me seems like Jericho and Sammy Guevara use the meatheads to get everything else done. <laughs> It's just yeah. like like Jericho and Sammy talk secretly, but they're like, yeah, we have this big dumb, we have these dumb, these dumb well, Spanish that's, that's, idiots, and then we have exactly this dumb this giant group, idiot. That's that, what this group can be. Yeah, this group can be that Vega set this group up just to get her husband over and have backup against Drew because she knew Drew was a really strong force in the WWE. Yeah, that, if your if your end goal is to turn maybe Garden and draw a babyface, and that might work, yeah. and. I, I can see that, but as far as that guy, I, I think that's an idea where I don't think anybody would really think, hey, let's put Zelina Vega and Alistair Black together unless they were married in real life. Yeah. yeah. And I, that's I not know. a reason to put two people together I on TV. Hear you. I agree with you. Same thing with, with Edge and Lita, and it turned Edge's whole entire career around. Without Lita being that heel of force, Edge never would have became that main event guy because he was just straggling along for years and years and years. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, Lita I just, wound up being I, really great in that role. I just don't want... <laughs> I just don't want to see a guy. Steve Austin, that wasn't good. Yeah, I just don't want to see a guy a guy go through the Rusev treatment again. Oh well, that's probably. Well, happen. see, that was a different case of where alive. Vince was ridiculous in his head and thought for some reason Rusev could never get Lana. We didn't understand it. It's like, dude, who are you to say get who? What are you talking about? <laughs> you don't you don't think he's gonna look at Selena Vega and be like, how does this idiot get this beautiful Hispanic girl? <laughs> you know what I mean, probably. like. Yeah. But see, I really do think Vince thinks Black is like cool, though. I, for some reason, why I think Vince in his head gets Black a little bit. And thinks he's like, got oh, tattoos. Cool. I see the tattoos, and he's like around New York, and I get it. Yeah, like not so as big, not as big in person. We seen him, we seen him in Wilkes-Barre. Not as big. I, I thought he would be a lot bigger. No, he's about who, six foot. Yeah, who Black? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Black's not very tall. Yeah, he still looks cool as fuck, though. It's one of the coolest entrances yeah. I've ever seen live. Um, but yeah, all right. What 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 happened next on Raw? A little bit of another squash match. Shayna Baszler beat Indy Hartwell. Uh, same thing she did to Sarah Logan, where she stomps on the arm and yeah, it supposedly breaks it. I don't know Indy Hartwell at all, but that's a good name for on the Indies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then the next match, Colin, right up with that was uh, another. Well, these are NXT guys, but it was still kind of a squash. It was only about three minutes long. Ricochet and Cedric Alexander with some new cool matching tights uh, beat Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink. I like them as a tag team, but I, I don't see nothing for them just because WD probably doesn't know what to do. Yeah, I, I agree. And I and when they don't know what to do with somebody, they're like, yeah, throw them in a tag team. And yeah, Lance Storm is. actually gave them a really cool n a name on Twitter, mm -hmm. and they both said they loved it, and that was Air Force One. All right. So I don't know if they're going to make that. So Air Boom? Kofi Kingston and Evan Bourne? It's very arrogant. Oh, boy. Here's my thing, because they had a bunch of different names they told people to vote on, and they didn't pick the best one. When they did Air Boom, uh, somebody wanted them to be the Altitude Era. And I was like, that's oh, a great yeah. name. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was so way cool. Uh, that sucks. Oh, man. Oh, I like that. I'd, 
I don't think either one of the names are very good, but I like Altitude Era a little bit. But I don't think they can, they're the type of guys who could pull off the Altitude Era name. I feel no. like you've got to have somewhat of a like mean streak and moniker to and do Kofi that. And, yeah. and Kofi and Everborn are the least of that. Yeah. See, what I think they should do is I think they should do Ricochet and Otis as a tag team, and you call and you call Otis the man that gravity remembered. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Just Gravity Brothers. Yeah, there you go. Uh, next match: Nia Jax beat Kyrie Sane. Scary bump in that match. Yikes! Here's the thing: she she was mad that Ronda was throwing Alexa around, and then she throws Kyrie around. It's like, okay. So, so in that match, not only did like Kyrie look like she was obliterated in the corner, but it also I couldn't tell if Nia was just working us with that knee injury or if it actually happened. Yeah, I don't know, and she does seem a bit slower too. So, yeah, I mean, she did have what both both knees surgery. So yeah, two double ACL surgery. Yeah. That's pretty mm-hmm. major, so maybe her mobility isn't that she, great anymore. Here's a Plus, crazy thing. She, she wrestled that Mania. She wrestled that Mania and took that bump off the top rope when she was supposed to do the frog splash with two torn ACLs. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. I don't, I don't even remember that. <laughs> her, and, her and Tamina both got in each turnbuckle like they were both going to do a, a superfly splash. And Nia was okay. on the top turnbuckle. Now, Nia's not a small girl, and she is openly afraid of being on the top turnbuckle. She's not like most girls. Yeah, she's not like <laughs> most girls. And uh, mm. and and Natalia pushes her off the top rope, and she took a bump to the apron and to the outside and took that bump with two torn ACLs. Like, crazy. Jeez. So, so yeah. Next, uh, the, the less we say about the Viking Raiders carpool video, the better. Oh, I'm <laughs> just this. That might be one of the worst segments unless it turns unless it eventually turns to them just like shitting on the gimmick because it seemed a little tongue-in-cheek like it seemed now you're going to russo town though now you're going to russo town this is like why would you take a tag team that that is great and then just say oh let's make them complete goofballs i mean this was bad this was really bad like the street profits live skit remember that Yeah. yeah that was horrible and this was horrible. This is uh, that's my that's my whole, that's my whole issue with it. Is I already I already hate the street profits. Like I don't hate them. I just hate they're always screaming and yelling and they're very annoying. And now the Viking Raiders are also going to be like, ha ha, look at us. We're also stupid and annoying. It's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, you could they're just like two monsters. They can come out like LOD back in the day and just destroy people. And, Absolutely. But uh, and then you know, I got uh, which one? Uh, Hanson. I don't know. I don't know their stupid names. And Hanson could like he's, uh, for a big guy, he do all kinds of crazy stuff like that's enough right there. They don't have to be jackasses. And know. again, you were talking about people. What that those who we talked about whose wives got cut? Uh, yeah. So it's it's just a thing where like yeah, it's such an obvious thing, but they can't do the obvious thing. They have to do some kind of goofy thing. Yeah. <laughs> so let's and make them like the berserker. <laughs> And, and they're going to tie Jameis into the roof and throw him. Oh, oh my God. Is he, is he <laughs> throw still him alive? The yeah, the guy who played Jameson. Uh, do you remember when Bray Wyatt was first doing the feud with John Cena when he wasn't the fiend, like way back when? Mm-hmm. And they did the cage match, and Cena went to escape, and there was a kid singing, He's Got the Whole World in His Hands? Yeah. That kid was Jameson's son. Oh, wow. His son was an actor, yeah. Uh, what Jameson an interesting was, part of the lore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the guy, the actor that played Jameson, his name's like John DiGiacomo or something like that. He he was on Sean Mooney's podcast a while back. It was actually a really good listen. Wow. 
Wow. He hmm. was I, I hated him back then. I was like, who is this <laughs> annoying guy? Like he doesn't make you like the Bushwhackers anymore. Yeah, they, they they just brought him on for the Bobby Heenan show and he was good on that, and then they just brought him back for other things. Yeah, it was it was not good. Anyway. All anyway, right. moving on. Moving on. Uh Apollo Crews did MVP to qualify for money in the bank. Hey, remember when MVP retired? Yeah, remember that time? Yeah. <laughs> I guess not. Hey, I'm all for the Apollo push, though. Had a giant winning streak going on and was like pushed great. Oh, no, he wasn't. He just lost the match to Alistair Black and all of a sudden got an opportunity to money in the bank. Hey, I enjoyed that match a lot. And it got people to talk about him again, which is more than he's ever done on the main roster. Again, I'm not trying to be anti Apollo Crews because people are always like, well, what? You don't want Apollo Crews to get a push? Like, yes, I do want him to get a push, but the right way. I want him to win matches and deserve a spot in money in the bank. I'm just saying logically, why does he get a spot on the match and it wasn't Angel Garza? Why wasn't it somebody that's actually been on TV winning in the last month that got that spot instead of a guy who lost the match and it was good enough in defeat to get a opportunity? Like, what? Well, listen, they, they always we, seem we, to do that. Like, that's what they did with the JBL push at first. It was just like, okay, now he's a new guy. Now he's a champion. Same thing with Jinder, where I think part of the backlash against Jinder was, well, first of all, it's not very good, but second was that... <laughs> He, it was just out of nowhere. Like, yeah. okay. He's, yeah, my he, entire issue with Jinder as champion was, was out of nowhere. I'd had, I mean, it also had to do because he sucks. But his, the main thing is, if he was United States champion first and he worked his way up, I could have dealt with it. Me too. Me too. The reason he was champ oh, is because like, they wanted to get the Indian audience into the... Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And it didn't work. And and Vince likes muscle guys. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the other part. Yeah. So it was just the perfect storm. And hey, good for him, I guess. So. Yeah. So I, the next, I had a good time with it. <laughs> maybe not the, the maybe uh, not the Pujami prison match. Called. I did not like that at all. <laughs> oh. Oh. We're always have the memories of him making fun of Nakamura for being Japanese. Oh yeah, yeah that too. That. Yeah. I thought I it was, was there for the Pujami prison match. I, I thought it was funny. I was too, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you hey, that was in Philly, wasn't? <laughs> yeah, and I left yeah. halfway through to go wait for tickets for Royal Rumble. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel like I missed anything. I had a good time that that show because i i went to it with my dad and we actually met up with one of his friends that he he used to work with which was cool but like wow the great call week coming out i was like oh barely cool barely coming out and then zero follow-up yeah all right what's what happened next the riot squad explodes Liv morgan defeats ruby riot (laughs) yes that's the end of that eh? Yeah, yeah. Think. I was glad that Liv won because I honestly thought that Ruby was gonna like beat her. So I was like, "Oh, sweet, Liv, Liv won a match." Liv has come. Yeah, and I then, mean, uh, Ruby has come back, and I don't think has a win yet. I know that's unfortunate, right? Yeah, I like I like Ruby yeah, a lot, but I also think Liv is cool. I kind of like her little pushies. <laughs> I don't. Know. I, I, I think cool. she's cool. Yeah, it, I think she's. A I don't very know. I, I, way saying that I, I want to lick her butthole. No, no. I, I honestly like. Even when she was part of the riot squad, I thought she took some crazy good bumps, and I thought she shows progression every time she's in there. Like you can definitely tell she's she's she she's uh she's putting work in. It's not she's not just trying to go buy off her look. She's trying to actually get better at what she does. I have fine, really... Tony. I'll be the pervert. I'll lick her butthole. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm being, the I'm being honest. The finish was really smooth. Um, the one problem I have with her right now is that a lot of the things she does are very telegraphed. Yeah. Which, like, isn't a bad thing. That's a very safe thing. But, like, on air, especially without a crowd, it's very easy to focus on those kinds of things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have to, you have I to, mean, the Miz has made an awesome career out of being very telegraphed. 
and a, and a, and a lot of this stuff too that you would see this a lot of these matches. Um, I think here, all right, this is real, maybe just my take, but I think a lot of stuff in these matches, those telegraph and those things that happen, the way a match flows, you would see not see as much on TV because they would cut to a crowd or they would cut to a reaction or they would cut to a different thing. Where now they really have nothing else to cut to, so everything happens in the ring now. Yeah, that is, that is true. But all right, yep. So next, but what else? I'm sorry. And, and just real, yeah, just real quick, as far as Liv goes, I think part of it too is there's not a lot of babyface depth in the Raw Women's Division behind Becky. Yeah. You have a lot of you have Nia Jax as a heel, you have Ruby Riot's a heel, you have um, Shayna Baszler's like your big heel right now. So I think it's good to have like a a, a number two babyface that you know we can have people beat up Liv Morgan and get them ready for Becky. Like yeah. imagine like Liv Morgan just looking terrified having to wrestle Shayna Baszler. I I think that's what they're trying to go for. Mm-hmm. And then the next match was the uh, the other Money in the Bank qualifier on the show, where Ray Mysterio beat Murphy, not Buddy. Buddy. <laughs> I knew so, it was going to happen, but I was glad that it did. Did Ray actually like hurt his finger in that match, or was that just storyline? Because I liked I it think regardless. Storyline, but it was funny when he's like, I, I popped out my finger and he just and, throws him into a wall. I was like, oh shit! And that's why I was confused because Ray had like done the finger spot earlier in the show, and then Nia started like holding her knee in the corner and i was like are they just doing worked injuries now to like get us to think something but regardless it, the murphy and mysterio match was fun it was fun oh yeah they're both i great. really i wish murphy would have got over and he would have been in the match because i would love just to see what he could do with the ladder and everything but i get that they need big names and i mean him and daniel bryan are really the only two big names so far booked for it so i get it and it's going to be one of those goofy cinematic matches anyway, so whatever. If you put them in a regular match, you'll probably be better off. Yeah. Next match. Well, well, before the next match, they did the backstage interview where Zelina was kind of um, ragging on Charlie Caruso, and then Angel Garza is kind of hitting on her again. So there's like a little love connection there. Even though they're doing it with Angel Garza and every woman, they just have random women <laughs> that are all smitten with them. <laughs> Uh, but then you had uh, Charlotte beat Caden Carter in a non-title match. Now, is that uh, – what was her name? Different NXT? Was it Lacey Lane or something like that? Yeah, I think it was Lacey Lane. Yeah, I think okay. that's her. But, yeah, she, she, she's been using Caden Carter a while. Oh, and by the way, I forgot about this whole thing they did throughout the show where they kept going back to Bobby Lashley trying to pick up a tire. Oh, my God. So stupid. It was so Yeah, dumb. like what was that? We get that he's big and strong. <laughs> Man, someone got to bump into him in the gym. What I was hoping for, what I was hoping for is there was that whole rumor that a fired wrestler was going to be on the show. I was hoping he was going to pick up the tire and Rusev was going to be under it. But it didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been. Like Jim Cornette. (laughs) Like Cornette. The guy that comes out of the box gets over. God damn it. The guy under the tire gets over. God damn it. Motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, he, he picked up the tire. And yeah. uh, then and Andrade Akira Tozawa in a non-title match. I like that Akira Tozawa is getting a lot of TV time. He's, he's actually yeah, he's been on a lot of TV time. Yeah. No no ramen noodle moonsault this week. No ramen noodle, no. They're like, now Jerry, please try not to be overly racist. So I, listen, listen, I, I wanna, can't ask me not to be a pervert and not be racist. Here's the thing. Like, all right, I, I don't be a pervert. Like, 
I, I got to meet. I just want to apologize for saying that it was not Moonsault. Uh, it was a centaur. I got to meet. I got to meet Jerry Lawler. And then Lawler's like Montan. Yeah. Yeah. I got to meet Jerry Lawler. We'll just say it was at an event very close to us, and Andy was wrestling at it. Um, <laughs> and um, I, the only reason I didn't want to, I wasn't going to go up to him, but the guy I was with, Fult, Steve Fulton, was like, "Hey, let's go up and talk to uh, to Jerry." And I was like, "All right, I got to pay for a fucking twenty dollar autograph just." for me to walk up and just be like hey man thank you for your career you know what i mean like i don't care uh, for an autograph i just i'm the type of person that just walks up let me give you a fist bump thank you for doing what you do and i walk away i don't care about a picture right, i don't care exactly. about an autograph but the only way you can get in that line is if you paid for it and you pay for like a, a mug shot so i got it whatever a mug shot a headshot sorry <laughs> um, here's a mug shot of jerry lawler when you mess around with that little so girl here's the thing here's the thing that gets me with jerry um and, and this is not this is not like rev breaking news or I'm not trying to put the guy out or trying to say anything incriminating about the guy. But like he we're two Joe nobodies. You know what I mean? Like he's never met us a day in his life. And he got way too comfortable with us way too quick and said some stuff <laughs> and said some stuff to us that I was like, "Ooh, man, like how are you not been like called out on this yet? Like so he said, like, I guess. Steve said to him something along the lines of like, man, you and JR back in the day are the greatest commentary team of all time. And and I was like, yeah, man, uh, you guys are awesome. And uh, and I was like, but I tell you what, man, I'm I'm really there's a lot of good talent coming up now that of, of people who I really like as commentary people. And he's and he like looked at me like I was in, like I insulted him by saying that like no one else could be good at the job but him. And I was like, no, I, I, I really, I know Michael Michael Cole gets a lot of shit, but I don't mind him. I, I like Corey Graves a lot. And I thought Renee was doing good. And he literally said to us, he's like, yeah. And then I forget who else I said was doing decent. But he's like, yeah, I come back every now and then and it sucks because there's like people who are really good. And then they have to put a woman on there. They have to put a black guy because a black guy has to be yeah. on TV on the commentary table. And I was like, yikes, yikes, Jerry. Like you don't even know yeah. me, and you're just saying that. Yeah. What if What if you were in my position, and I'm a reporter, and then I I would report that shit. I would be like, Yo, here's what Jerry Lawler said. You know what like, I mean? Like, he like to, he, he was just watch what he says. Yeah, he was like he was kind of like just saying that people were getting opportunities because of they're they're a woman or because they're black, and I was just like, oh, it kind of it kind of put a little stain on me how I how I kind of look at the king a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of I was kind of disappointed in it. Like he wouldn't give somebody else credit. He was like, Corey's all right, but ugh, the only reason that you know this person's on is because they have to have a, a white guy and a black guy doing it. You know, it's not like the old days. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, what is your problem, man? Like, I don't know. That's the first time I've ever said that. And I said that to Steve on the car ride there, and and. Uh, but that, uh, I just like I don't know. I, I I I Jerry doesn't do it for me anymore after since that day. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very uh, that's a very random thing to say to two people you don't know. Yeah, like yeah. Well, you know how old guys are. Old guys will say stuff like that. I mean, not not defensive, but you know. He's like he he. You know, I, it's like he did the check. He looked around the room and said, "All right, I don't see anyone of color here. Uh, let's talk to these random yeah. white dudes. They get what I they get what I'm throwing putting down. I mean, you know, well, I mean, like, probably you know." Yeah, you know what it was at, and was like, yeah, well, I, I was just play. like, oh man, and, and, and I'm gonna be honest, like that that stuff happens, like <laughs> to other, like I know being a white guy who, you know, has has I'm in a part of an interracial relationship, and I have friends that are obviously a different different races and you know sexual orientations and all that stuff, and then when two people get comfortable around each other, the one person sometimes says weird shit. You're like, wow, man. <laughs> That's kind of crazy, like, and it, it's not even like in a joking context. Where like sometimes people make jokes just to be funny, like just to what a group, like, and no, they legit mean it. You're like, hmm, 
like <laughs> you know yeah. like, like okay all right i'm just gonna nod yeah, my head and exactly. smile and keep moving about my day but i'm gonna look at you as a different human being now <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah that, that was my experience with jerry lawler i don't know so if he never was on tv i, I don't think i would even i'd be upset about it i'm gonna be honest yeah, I wasn't even shocked when the whole thing came out with, you know, what he said about the, like, noodle, noodle whatever removed that uh, carried it. I was like, yeah, that, that's very Jerry Lawlerish. Like, he probably thought of that right on the spot and thought, this isn't racist to say out loud. Yeah. <laughs> this is normal. I didn't think nothing of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just so surprised. I'm just surprised it just took this long. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm coming from. Like, I just can't believe it took that long for it to kind of come out, like, or him to slip. But, all right. Uh, let's wrap up Raw here. So next we had, uh, speaking of people I was glad to see on Raw, Santana Garrett there, but she lost to Bianca Belair. Yeah. I like Santana. This match was not too hot, though. Yeah. It, it wasn't great. Uh, and then your uh, your main event of the evening was Drew McIntyre defeating Angel Garza. And then we talked about how and that then kind of just yeah. yeah, clearing everybody out. And that was the, uh, that was Raw. I thought Raw was pretty good. I thought Raw was, uh, it wasn't horrible. Raw was decent. Yeah. Um, let's, yeah, let's... it wasn't bad. I, I like the ending. Like uh, Austin was gonna talk about how much you like the ending. I thought yeah. it was good. Yeah, let's uh, let's jump right into NXT, and then we'll end we'll end with uh, AEW, and then see what we have. We're, we are we are about the hour forty, close to hour forty. So we'll try to get through AEW NXT, uh, NXT, and then AEW. NXT, we uh, it's loading here. Sorry, it's all right. <laughs> My. Uh... I had to do everything off my phone now because my, my computer is being weird. The, it's, being, it's being used, right? Uh, <laughs> the uh, the, the NXT was primarily uh, – don't don't bring up the draft. I'm very angry right now. Um, <laughs> and the Cowboys just swept the Eagles pick. Yep. Um, it was mainly built around the, the Cruiserweight tournament and also Velveteen Dream was supposed to wrestle Finn Balor, but they had a thing backstage where Finn Balor was apparently attacked. And he was disappeared, and so it winds up being, it's going to wind up being now Keith Lee and Velveteen Dream against Adam Cole, and um, I believe it was Roddy. I, I forget Roddy. exactly it was. Yeah, it was Adam Cole and Roddy. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay, uh, but the first match where Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez beat Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox when Raquel beat Shotzi. Not a terrible match. They, I didn't. I didn't mind. I thought. It, I thought it flowed really nice. Yeah, uh, it was just the the heels had to get their heat back. Shotzi was a sacrificial lamb, and yeah, it was it wasn't long, but it was a good match. Yeah. Then we had. Um, I'm trying to scroll through here. They they went over the Drake Maverick thing we brought up earlier, mm-hmm. and then uh, he was in the next match. Jake Atlas defeated Drake Maverick uh, to go up to a one and zero record in the uh, in that group in the group A of the the tournament, and. And, and and another good match, but yeah, Drake is just so small. Like, I, I said Mason Ryan earlier, yeah, he makes Jake Atlas, who's not a big guy, look like Batista or somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I think, is this Drake 5'1", five 5'2", five something like that? He's, he's very tiny, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a fun match, though. I'm telling you what, this, this Cruiserweight Classic thing is, I like it. I, I, I don't think there has been a stinker match in it yet. Yeah, well, they're all good. They're all really good. And and speaking of good, the best of them all is probably Kushida, and he beat Tony Nese in the next match. Holy shit! I that, really like that match. Spanish fly, uh, Kimura. Wow. The uh, hoverboard lock. Yeah, where he but he did it like he 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 pulled it off from a transition from like a Spanish fly flip from the top rope. Off, you know what I mean? Like, 
Holy yeah. hell. Yeah, that, 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 that's the hoverboard lock. Yeah, that's, he, that's where he does it from, is the top rope? That's like his normal yeah. thing? Holy hell. I thought that was like a, supposed to be a reversal into the submission he does. I, like I said, I'm not you, really... He, you wouldn't know if you've been watching NXT for the last six months, because she is really, really good. Yeah. Yes, he is. Well, no, he had that one match. I forget who it was, and I, I even said Gulak. like, the yeah. match with Gulak and was I was amazing. like, holy hell, this guy! Like, why have why is it have taken this long for them to show that this guy has what he has? Because once again, I'm not someone who's watched him in Japan. Yeah, no, you're. He is incredible. And it's then you have Japanese people, though. I don't know if you noticed that. WWE, the Japanese people, they tend to make their own much to do. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yep. Then you had a uh, not a great backstage promo with Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle. It wasn't the worst one of the night. And then you had oh, a dude, that, that <laughs> promo with Matt Riddle, dude. I want to smash my head in with a hammer. Holy shit, was that painful? Which one was this? No, the, the Matt Thatcher, Thatcher, Matt, Thatcher Riddle. And Matt Riddle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was such a bad promo. It was such bad acting on both their parts. Like Timothy Thatcher seems so awkward. I mean, I know it's his first time talking, but like, holy shit, was it bad? Yeah, but once well, again, and then he had like Matt Riddle and uh, Pete Dunne and all them things were great. Yeah, not 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 the worst yeah, promo. Yeah, not the worst promo of the night. Okay, I can't wait. You had a hype video with Karrion Cross and Scarlett, and then uh, you had a pre-tape with Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae at dinner. So remember when we had a whole conversation that when NXT somehow turns a babyface into a heel and it's a female, sometimes somehow she gets even more attractive. That is not the mm-hmm. case in this one. Jesus Christmas, she looks terrible. She did not look good at all. Yeah, Candice. Uh, I she has I like white gray hair like, now, and she wears black black lipstick with heavy black eyeliner. She she turned gothic, like she turned like an evil Disney villain. Like her hair went gray and and with black and white, and then her she just wore she wore like Emma makeup. Oh jeez, I had to look it up. And, and Gargano had his cup just sitting on the the athletic supporter cup just sitting on the on the uh, yeah like, on the dinner okay, table. We get that's it. Just gross. You wore a cup. That's just gross. Yeah, you, yeah. Tomasa Champa had, had a great joke about that. He tweeted out, "Oh, uh, Candice finally touches Johnny's junk, and he has to frame it to, <laughs> to remember the moment." <laughs> yeah, he's got a all built up to a feud with him and uh, Human Tornado. Who had the balls of steel? Or whatever. I, yeah, Human I, Tornado. I yeah. <laughs> All right, next thing on NXT. Uh, yeah, the hype video for EO and Charlotte. You had uh, Drake Maverick kind of drowning in his, his sorrow. Uh, Mia Yim beat Jesse Kamea, and then Charlotte came out. I like uh, that. Jesse Kamea has a good look. I like her. She was doing like a nerdy gimmick for a little bit, and then they, they scrapped it Yeah. on the uh, house show loop. Well, and who, they who, final- what is going on in the background of somebody? There's like popping and cracking. Hmm. All right, go ahead. And then you had uh, the final match in the. <laughs> it's not me. I'm, I, I, know, yeah, I, I know. I'm stationary. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just trying to think of the pro the... person to listen to this back in their car speaker, and it's just like, oh boy. Go ahead. The final match in the cruiserweight uh, round robin this week was El Hio del Fantasma beating Jack Gallagher. Yeah. In a battle of the capes. Yeah, and then Lucha uh, Underground, former star. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed the match. And then uh, the the Lucha people that are kidnapping everybody tried to kidnap Phantasma, but they couldn't. 
Yeah, I hope doesn't pay off for that because yeah, that's, that's strange. I thought, I honestly thought when they were kidnapping everybody, it was going to be revealed that he was like the leader of it. That's what I thought his debut would be. Yeah, I don't know where they go with that. It reminded me of when the ninjas kidnapped Samoa Joe on TNA. And then yeah, nothing happened. <laughs> I, I kind of remember that. That was terrible. <laughs> Overall NXT. The, uh, the, I'm sorry. Go. Ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The main event. Yeah, the main event was Velveteen Dream and uh, Keith Lee got attacked by uh, Damian Priest. So one of being Velveteen Dream and Dexter Lewis beating Adam Cole and Roddy Strong. And the big thing here is that Velveteen Dream got a pin on Adam Cole. Yeah. And who is this dude now? Like, uh, like Dexter Loomis? Yeah. Like where was where was he before yeah. NXT? Does anyone know? Or yeah, was he, he in TNA? TNA. TNA. He was Sam yeah, Shaw. Was TNA. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. I've, I've never seen. He him. looks like a Street Fighter character. He, he, I love. I love his gimmick. He was great. He was. He was always like the creepy guy in Impact. He was like. He was always like stalking the women in the roster and stuff. He was like very <laughs> creepy. It was awesome. Yeah. He was great. It was awesome. <laughs> he, he speaks to my. He speaks to me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um. He he was part of that gut check challenge they did with like uh, Joey Ryan and a bunch of people. Okay, yeah. yeah he was one of the people they it they brought in after that. Because like at, I don't know if you guys seen it after online Adam Cole and uh, Roger Strong they had, they went on a rant on like one of these like online things. They're like, mm -hmm. how the hell you're not even a part of the match? You can just run down randomly and all of a sudden now you're in the tag match. Like how the hell does that make sense? And I yeah. was like, exactly. <laughs> it's like a Simon Miller skit where he does uh, ups and downs. Like how? Why does this happen? Sometimes in wrestling, you think, why does this happen? And you know what? Nobody ever yeah. knows because <laughs> it's yeah, because, no because it's pro wrestling. <laughs> and he's been portrayed as what I would thought as a heel the last couple times he's went on NXT. So then he randomly now as a baby face, like he's helping Dream. Yeah, he's just. Like, I'm bored. I'm gonna go down here and see what I can do. My here. only thing I'm thinking of is that they both have like a weirdo gimmick. Like they're both weirdos, so maybe because of that they're friends. Because like they're both maybe he has a thing for Dream. Maybe. Yeah. Booking is not an XT strong suit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean NXT was uh, it was okay. It wasn't. It didn't. Blow I thought. Me. The, I thought the. I thought the wrestling was really good. Yeah, the wrestling was fantastic. Store like building and up I, to a story and getting me excited to tune in next week. Eh, maybe not so much. And and I can't put my finger on it, but I've been a lot happier with the commentary on NXT these last two weeks. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what's going on with it's that. Very weird. Yeah, <laughs> they were dragging on this Bell Team Dream Adam Cole match way too long. Like this shit is taking forever to finally happen. Yeah. Do you see Dream beating Cole though? I, that was my prediction when I thought it was going to be like the takeover before WrestleMania. I I thought Dream would beat him for the belt, but now I'm not so sure because like I don't know what the hell they're planning. Do you think it's gonna yeah, be... I think it depends on what their plan is for Cole and the Undisputed Era guys. Yeah, I, 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 everything about me says the next big title run on NXT is going to be Finn Balor. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm with it. I'm a huge Finn Balor mark, so I would like that. But... Yeah. All right, AEW. AEW Dynamite. You had uh, some hype videos for Sammy Guevara and Darby Allin to build up for their match, and that was the opener. Uh, Guevara beat Darby Allin to advance to the semifinals of the TNT title tournament. And he uh, he'll be facing Cody in that match. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought this should have been the main event. Actually, I mean, yeah, <laughs> especially that, I, I that get, dive to the ladder. That was crazy. I get why they didn't because of the whole thing where they and they showed in the very beginning where uh, for some reason they had Dustin put his career on the line. Yeah, I was. I, like, yeah. yeah, but this was. I thought this was the best match on the show by far. Yeah, yes, it should have been the main event. That, it annoyed the shit out of me that this match came on first, and I, cause I then I knew Kip versus Dustin be the main event. I was like, oh, that's gonna be such a shit main event because there's no way Dustin's losing the Kip and retiring. No. So I just like they should have flip flopped and Darby and uh, Sammy G should have been the main event. 
Yeah. And then you have the Matt Hardy promo where first he's broken and then he's not. And he's uh, just challenging Chris Jericho. Yeah, but, that, but he also said that uh, if Chris Jericho doesn't come, Sammy uh, Guevara can Guevara, come. Guevara, yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and he can Chris Jericho had a great line once they get, went, like after that promo played. And he was like, Matt Hardy better watch his fat little face before me and the inner circle show up to his house. And I thought that was so funny. <laughs> he had his fat little face. <laughs> Jericho is a god. Chris Jericho, yeah, on commentary, I think he's, he's great. Oh, he's an amazing commentator. There's nothing that man can't do in the professional wrestling world. No, he he's untouchable, dude. He just he really is becoming more the goat every single. Week, he uh, I actually just ordered year. the new uh, Jay and Silent Bob movie, and uh, it it was supposed to come in on Sunday, but then it got pushed back. So I don't even know when I'm. You know, getting it's free it. on Amazon Prime, right? Is it really? Yeah, I don't have Amazon Prime though, and it, and it's not good, isn't it? Yeah, it hurt. I'm a Silent Bob. I'm a Jan Silent Bob fan, so I enjoyed it. But Janae hated it. She thought it was so boring. I'm yeah. a Jan Silent Bob fan, and uh, I think they maybe Kevin Smith should have tried to write a new joke over the last twenty years. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I heard that it wasn't it wasn't too good. But, yeah, uh, from help people. Yeah, I have to check it out. I didn't see it though, so I'm still I, waiting I for it to come it. in. But Jericho is Jericho is in that as well, so I can't really say he can he can do everything. <laughs> so we'll find out. He has a great his character in the, in the movie is very out of the blue and it's hilarious. It's, okay. the only, it's one of the few laughs in the movie. All right, go ahead, so the, next, the next match, uh, the first of many uh, squash matches, I guess you could say. Uh, Kenny Omega defeated Alan Angels. Yeah, the best part of this was uh, <laughs> uh, Jericho not knowing his last name and calling him Ingles, Eagles. Yeah. yeah. A little too long. I think Kenny should have just uh, kicked his ass. He was just the job guy. So. Yeah. yeah, that was my yeah, issue. How about the job guy kicking out of the V-trigger? Yeah, I didn't really like that either. I was like, I, I know Kenny like was either. trying to probably help the guy out and build him because I know if I was in the spot, I'd be like, yeah, this is awesome. But even I would be like, Kenny, maybe you should beat me a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should <laughs> kick out of one. I'm just a nobody here. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I think Kenny tries so, so hard to be unselfish that it, it does him a disservice. Absolutely. Well, that's yeah. why I agree with Ryan Sam. When Ryan Sam feel like I honestly feel the same way. I feel like Kenny has diminished like tenfold than when he left New Japan. Yeah, because New Japan, they knew how to protect yeah. their top guys, and then they definitely protected him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you think it's Ken- do you think it's Kenny trying to be humble and trying to take more of a back seat yeah, because he yeah. has a Way VP? Too much Kenny trying to help yeah. everybody else out. Yeah, yeah everybody did it to a certain extent, but he's still doing it in the unbox. Like, yeah, maybe we should win matches now and then. Yeah, uh, even which is weird because he's the only guy on the elite with a title. So it's uh, or the of the VPs with a title, but he's also one that kind of books himself the weakest because the title's mainly because of Hangman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but he, he, uh, you know, he, people want to see Kenny win. They don't want to see Kenny lose or yeah. have a hard time with the job. And they want to, they want to see, before. they want to see Kenny let loose too. They want to see like, they want to see this five star match machine. Yeah. Brian just bringing him up just made me realize why I haven't been enjoying AEW that much. I miss Hangman. He's my favorite character besides Jericho. Yeah. Him not being on television has been such a letdown for me personally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They are missing Hangman. Yeah. He's, he's been a lot of fun. Then they did a video package for Scorpio Sky just to build him up a little bit, and that good. yeah, and they played uh, the they played a commercial for being the elite, so they're actually mentioning it mentioning it on Dynamite now. And then the next match was Orange Cassidy beating Jimmy Havoc. <laughs> There's another one that went a little a little too long. I was like, why is Jimmy Havoc getting all his offense in? Like, my one friend texted me and he said, Cause we uh, we know uh, Orange Cassidy for doing the true shows, and he uh, used his real name. He said. Did he piss somebody off? What is what's going on here? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. He just got his comeback, but like, 
I don't, I'm one of guys. I just do not get Jimmy Havoc, and I don't understand why. Yeah, I don't either. I'm not a. I'm not, and, yeah. Uh, the only yeah. thing I can say about Jimmy Havoc is he had a lot of good matches in progress. I know I bring him in progress a lot to you know independent company in England, but he just is a, a death wrestler. I mean, if he's not a hardcore kind of match, he really doesn't have much more to him than that. If you put a bunch of weapons around him, he can pull off a good match. But besides that, yeah, I just he's nothing special. Yeah, so I was like, maybe a little too much heat on Orange Cassidy. I was like, well, he has to win this one. So and then and they did, but then they beat him up. So I guess that's the the, the next feud. Yeah. So, but I I, I don't know. I, it was it was all right. I, I liked it, but I, a little too much in the beginning for Jim Abbott. Yeah, and, and and the whole thing seems to be building to a feud where it's gonna be Kip Sabian and uh, and best friends. Best friends. Well, Kip Sabian and Havoc against Havoc against best friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I like the promo that, that Trent cuts later that we'll get to where he's like, uh, what, what's her name? Uh, Philip Ford, would I like to fight you? Yes, I would, but I can't. Yeah. <laughs> and then the uh, the next thing was uh, MJF doing a promo from in front of his rat's house in Cape Cod, uh, just basically alluding to the COVID thing, but saying the big tragedy is he hasn't been wrestling. Uh, just a really quick little thing there. And he's actually and injured, then, right? He People is actually so, injured, yeah. but I... But they didn't allude to what he made a joke that it was just from throwing money. But I don't know what kind of injury he actually has. Yeah. He wasn't a sling, so yeah. So who knows? I know he had an elbow injury last year. They said it wasn't that bad. Maybe he reaggravated. Maybe it's worse now. Who knows? A sling for I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And then Wardlow, Wardlow beat Lee Johnson. And uh, just another quick uh, squash match. Then you had another Brody Lee video where there's this old college football player who uh, the uh, is joining the Dark Order because so he's do down you, on his luck. Do you guys know who that was? I believe you've seen him before. He was Cody Vance. He was at uh, PPW two times. And now his name is Preston Vance. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, he's also in MLW. I, I know he was at uh, – maybe, maybe you guys weren't there, but he was at PPW two times. Yeah. I've heard the name. I've heard Preston Vance. I've heard of Bob Vance yeah. before. Bob Vance Refrigeration. Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. <laughs> I've heard of Bagger Vance. But, yeah. but you know what? I don't think they should have put both big guy matches back to back. Yeah, because it, it, was, it, was, it was too many squashes together and it was too many, a bit, too many big guy matches. Because then Brody Lee does beat Justin Law. Yeah, he and, looks he looks terribly indie. Like that's what I texted my friend and texted me about Orange Cassidy. It's like I was like, are they trying to pick like the lamest looking guys on purpose? Kind I, of like I think I think they're all students from uh, QT Marshall School because that's where they were filming. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> and then she, he said that his wife said, "Do they really put people on TV that don't work out at all?" <laughs> Not to shit all over this guy, but yeah, like they do look like job guys. <laughs> That was my story. Like I'm saying, just too many jobbers, man. Too many jobbers, too many squashes. It, it, it took me out of the show completely. Like Jericho was the only thing that kept me in the show because he was so funny. But besides Jericho, I just here's the here's the thing. Like, I know people have their own thing going on, and I know people are taking this 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 uh, social distancing serious and stuff like that. But like, if this is my livelihood, right? I'm a pro wrestler. And I got signed to AEW, and they're like, "Hey, whoever it's whoever can make these tapings, you know, what I mean, at this point, we'll use whoever we can get." And I'm that person who's been literally doing nothing the entire time, but I was like, on the, I would be, you wouldn't get me, you, I, you, I would be sleeping on one of their floors, like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. I'm if not I had gonna, a Joey Janela or something, I would be there every taping. Like, what do you want me to do this week? Yeah, like yeah, I, I, I'd be there. You have 100%. all these people who were, every week were like, "Yo, we don't see this person, we don't see this person, we don't see this person," and then it's like the tapings come. You're like, "These are the this is your time to shine," 
and you're you're letting somebody from a QT Marshall school step in and take your spot on TV? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you can't travel, that's one thing. Like, I, I, apparently, that's why there's no one in California because they can't travel. Like, I guess they can't. You fly would, out or you, I like, would risk, yeah. I would risk being arrested. I'm just, that's just me. Steal an airplane? Yeah, I mean, if you can't fly a plane, that's different. I mean, if like, you live like two I, states away, you could drive. Like, um, yeah, I guess you could drive. drive to, you could drive to Nevada. Yeah, I guess yeah. you could do that. There's, there's not, there there's not a place in inside these DC? borders. There's not a place inside these borders that I wouldn't travel to if I was inside. If I was in North America, I'm not America. If I was in the United States. And I was in Pennsylvania, like, yo, we're filming at this location, and it's in California. I'm like, well, I'm driving across state. Like, I will be there. Like, there's not, you're, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be there. There's nothing, like, this is my, this is your time. Like, this is your time to do what you got to yeah, do. This is your shot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So they did announce for next week that they're going to do uh, Brody Lee versus Marco Stunt. <laughs> what a match. Yeah, what, a, what a headliner that's going to be. And then we had a uh, another episode of the Bubbly Bunch. Yeah, that was okay with the flim flam, which is supposed to be what TikTok. Yeah, mm-hmm. TikTok dances. Yeah, I yeah. thought the best the best scene with the parts of it when they zoom in on inanimate objects, like when uh, it was it Ortiz is talking. Is that the one with the, the wild hair? And he had the Grinch. Yeah, 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 they zoomed in on the Grinch. You're like, okay. I like <laughs> how somebody said that uh, Chris Jericho's Roomba is the new member of the Inner Circle. <laughs> the Roomba, <laughs> and then uh, Sammy's cat. So it was, it was all right. Yeah. And then the uh, in the main event, Dustin Rhodes keeps his career, be- defeating Kip Sabian and uh, advancing to the quarterfinals of the um, the quarterfinals of the tournament. Or the, the, the semifinals, sorry. So it'll be it'll be Dustin Rhodes against against uh, Lance Archer. It'll be Darby Allen against Cody. Yeah. And a three-year-old could see where this is going. Yeah. Dustin's yes. going to get destroyed, and then Cody's going to try to avenge him. Yeah. So and, and I, say, I, I don't say that as I don't say that as a slight. That's good booking, and, and it and it makes sense, and that's why it's so obvious because it makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Now going head to head in our Wednesday night wars, what what show? What we'll start with? Uh, we'll start with Brian's because he he's going to be really occupied in a couple seconds, a couple minutes here. Um, Brian, what, I don't what, care anymore. I, I'm, I'm disgusted <laughs> with you. Uh, <laughs> what was your what was your show? What was your your choice for the Wednesday night wars? I liked NXT a little better just because I thought the matches were better. You had yeah. some fun segments. The Matt Hardy thing was fun. The Bubbly Bunch thing was fun. Uh, but I think the matches on NXT were a little better, and I give NXT the, the nod this week. I, I, I'm on the same page as you when it comes to that. Now, I know in the ratings, uh, AEW did win in the ratings. We'll get into that in a second. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, Austin, what do you think? Austin, Austin yeah, his phone was dying. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Sorry. Um, Tyler. I agree with you guys. I think NXT was the better show this week. I actually think they've had the better show for the last three weeks. I, I agree. Just, like I said, I feel like AEW just it hasn't felt the same for me for a while. But I, uh, yeah, just NXT this week had the better matches. So I'll always more time nine times out of ten I'll always go with the show that has better matches. Yeah. Uh, uh, Andy. I did not see much of NXT, so I uh, I can't really okay. give an honest opinion. So I have no, to go no. AEW. Now, now, the last two weeks, um, NXT has won the ratings, and now AEW took it this week. If you're right. someone who's bouncing back and forth between show week to week, what are you tuning into first? 
this next Wednesday. If you can only watch, and I know some Tyler has like 15 TVs and he has one each of them going at the same time. I don't know how you do that. My brain, <laughs> no, no, I, don't. I just have two DVRs going. My brain would explode trying to watch two shows at one time. Um, what are you What are you tuning into first, or what are you more excited about after this week's uh, in, in, in uh, for Wednesdays? I'm more excited for probably NXT. Yeah. Yeah, same here. I, 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 this, this, uh, this tournament has me pretty hooked, and that's crazy. You didn't think that like Adam Cole's back on TV, and so is Velveteen Dream, two guys I was very high on, and they're they're rivaling, and I'm more excited about a 205 tournament. <laughs> I'm actually more excited for AEW next week, just because you have the, the quarter, or the semifinal matches. You have uh, they announced right at the very end they're going to do Kip and Jimmy Havoc against Best Friends. Yeah, you have Brody Lee and Marco. You have more stuff announced. Like, what are we? What are we getting from NXT next week? I know we're getting Charlotte and Mia Yim. Should be a good match. Yeah, but I think there's more excitement to go forward on uh, with. Um, you, you definitely won't get a bunch of guys NXT. fighting jobbers next week on the next on AEW. You'll get a. No. You'll, you're, you're getting I'm some actual NXT. matches in this tournament now. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um. All right. As we wrap up here. Um. What do you? What do you guys? You guys, anything you wanna? You wanna get out? Plug. Yeah, you can follow me on uh, Witness Real Wrestling on Facebook and uh, on Channel Tags Podcast Facebook. Uh, I'll be posting news for bowls, and uh, that's about it. All right, Brian. At, uh, murder, my dude. Same as always. This week, it's more of a uh, tie into your banging beers, uh, banging Whoa. beers podcast because. The uh, the guy we're covering this week is a guy named Gilbert Paul Jordan, who was a serial killer who would uh, bring women back to his uh, barber shop or his hotel room uh, that he'd been drinking with all night. He would pay them to drink more, and then sometimes when they would pass out, he would pour alcohol down their mouth and make them die of alcohol poisoning. Oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> I have to take yeah. that. I think I'm an episode behind with Murder My Dude, so I've, that's what I'm going to do work on tonight. I'm going to catch up. Like I said, I've been recording so much, so I've been trying to make as much of my time as useful uh, during this pandemic and hopefully going back to work soon. So, yeah, I'm a little behind when it comes to my podcast, but I normally play the commercials, but we didn't do it this week because this, just being over the phone is hard to develop a flow. So we even have, we, we have topics we have, but we're not even on e both shows, but we just haven't used them because I think over the phone there's a little bit of delay and you can't really feed off each other as well, but... I mean, we got by. We got we got through it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, and then uh, check. Just go over projecthumanoid.com and check them out. Also, uh, go check out if we're gonna do a podcast plug around here. Uh, the guys over at Wicked Turtle. As well. uh, go check out the dude. The, the guys over uh, Curtis over at uh, PA Piledriver, and then the uh, the PPW podcast that's out. So go check out those uh, PPW over on uh, Facebook and their their website and their 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 podcast is doing really well. Um, go ahead, Andy. What do you got? I was going to say Pro Wrestling Tees and get your two uh, blue and gold shirts that we have up, uh, the well, X-Men designs. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just uh, I, I forget what it is. Just type in Team Blue and Gold, and it will come up in Pro Wrestling Tees, and you can uh, order a sweet shirt on there. And then well, I think today, uh, well, there's only not much left of today. Maybe it's tomorrow. The barbershop window shirts are 50% off because they're going out of business. Yeah, yeah, barbershop's so, going out of business. Check, so check them out. Yeah, they have, a lot, they have a lot of cool shirts. I think I got my uh, Superman Wonder Woman one where Superman's holding up the world title and Wonder Woman has a chair. So <laughs> they have a lot of cool shirts there. So, it's, uh, But they are going to be sold on Pro Tees, So Yeah. Your pick just came in, Brian. That's a small dude, man. I hope he's fast. Yeah. Uh, I, I know they like the guy, but the guy wanted went to the Cowboys, so I'm just a, five, not happy. Five ten two. He doesn't five ten two oh six. Holy crap, Ola! He's gonna be a slot guy. 
They all are. Every, yeah. every Eagles receiver is a slot guy. <laughs> Hopefully, if he has hands, that's all I need right now at this point. He's lined up on the edge. Yeah, see he has, literally, he, literally he they'll take anybody. Literally, they'll take anybody with hands. He does not have he, he's shifty. He he's shifty. Well, 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 the Eagles had a guy who didn't have meter, and he went to the Raiders, so it's okay. Yeah. All right. He's a little shifty guy, a little shifty. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to. Ooh, nice double move. Got him. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll get out of here. I have to record the intro to this, and then uh, we'll see you guys next week, Tornado Tag Podcast. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see you then. Mm-hmm.